This is Alan with Two Army Baltimore, a gooner and a toffee walking to a bar. Decided to do a shit football podcast. You're listening to the DU Football Show. I mean, it's the original and it's the best, and it's what we have to open with every year for this show. Yeah, it might as well be. I mean, we do have to keep your your replacement in training. That's very important. 100%. You know? He needs to be trained up. Uh, no, he doesn't need to be trained up. He knows what he's doing. I don't think he does. does it better than you. Nah, it's he, not true. he really does. Not true. Let's start the show. Born in the land of Bowie, Maryland. Bred to be a fan of fucking Everton. Put you in the eye and drink your rye. Sam Houston. Sam Houston? Arsenal fans have another Sam. Right AA, the fucking Gooner Graham. Snow of a lord. Looks great in shorts. Sam Grammy. Sam Graham. Hello and welcome to the DU Football Show, a completely biased preview of the 23-24 season of the English Premier League is told by a bunch of randos in a Zoom call and two common American schmucks. I'm your host, Sam Houston, and across the way from me, always on his phone, always texting somebody. That's right. My co-host, Mr. Samuel Graham. Sammy, how you doing, buddy? Doing well. Best hair in the business, still. Well, you know, preseason's fucking over. It's That's time right. to be on our game. It is game. fucking go time. It is go time, baby. <laughs> Are you ready? What you say? America <laughs> fucking go. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, and of course, on the ones and twos, producer Mel. Producer Mel, how you doing? Uh, ooh, Apparently, somebody forgot it's not the preseason anymore. I, I need to remember, I, now that I have the power to unmute myself, it's uh, it's strange. Um, by the way, Jay yes. says that uh, if Jason doesn't show up, then call him and he'll fill in because he's quite Fulhamish. Okay, love it. See, the, always getting it done, the Fulham crew, you know? Always well, getting just, it done. Well, just like the doctors will virtually sign the cast. <laughs> We are recording at the DU Public House just outside the nation's capital. You can find us wherever you listen to podcasts. And we record live every Monday night, except for when producer Mel goes to pink shows, and then we do it on Tuesday nights like tonight. <laughs> yeah. Should you want to chat with us, there is many ways that you can. Mr. Graham, tell the good people how they can get in touch. Absolutely. It is at DU Football Show on all the social medias and DU Football Show at gmail.com to get in touch via email. Or, as I always like to say, you can just zoom your happy ass in, which is the case with this bevy of idiots that are here today. Wave, hi everybody, how's it going? How's it going, yeah, this very good. foul jamboree that we've got going on here. You know, it's just gonna be two hours of everybody explaining why City's gonna win another title. Sam and myself both work in the wine and spirits industry and both have a deep, passionate love for all things distilled spirits. So as the red-blooded Americans we are, we about to have a drink in our hand throughout this show and every single show. Yeah, Sam, you weren't ready for me to take a pot shot at you. Mm -hmm. That's okay, you'll choke and lose it anyways. Sam, what are we drinking today? Uh, some piece of shit whiskey out of Oregon. Uh, <laughs> uh, we have one of yours, actually. Uh, Westward Whiskey, the Milestone American Single Malt. Uh, this is a Solera-aged whiskey. So you have whiskeys that are between 3 and 20 years old all in here. Uh, also, why there is no age statement on this um on this bottle uh actually hasn't been released yet uh so we love, wanted to start with a bang and part of the cool uh cool shit that we get to do in our jobs is um we kind of get stuff before it comes out sometimes so yeah this is what we have uh it will end up running you somewhere around 250 dollars on the shelf 
Solera cask, the way that works is you have new oak at the top and then there's used oak as it goes down and the bottom row is uh, sherry, hence the Solera. And what you do is, is you basically continuously mingle all the different barrels together. And as long as the bottom level of barrels never goes below 50%, which of course they make sure it does not, you have the oldest molecule of whiskey and the youngest molecule of whiskey commingling together. And there is upwards of 20 year old whiskey because uh, Westward as a brand has been around for 20 years. Yep. And <clears throat> the other thing kind of worth mentioning, this is not at a barrel proof and there's a reasoning behind that. 20 year old whiskey. Right. You, you need to soften it out. It's gonna be kind also of- Also very young whiskey. Right, so you need to soften it out a little bit. This is the same thing that happened when we did the top 20 list from last year, the Middleton's 2022, which had 30 year old whiskey in it. So that's gonna be the case. Absolutely. So Sam, first uh, first time tasting it. What do you think? That's delicious. Um, it's soft on a palate. A lot of caramel up front, actually, to be honest mm -hmm. with you. Big time caramel. Uh, does not drink like a, a scotch would, um, which most of the American single malts that you've had uh, given me on the show uh, have drank more like scotches than they yeah. have um, American whiskeys. This, this very much kind of bridges the gap between bourbon and scotch, in my opinion. Obviously, you're not going to be able to try it for two hundred and fifty dollars. You got to buy, a, you know, commit right. to it. But it is I mean, fucking delicious. It'll be, it'll be. It's, abs it's it, absolutely worth the money. In in my marketplace, it's already kind of been pre-sold because it's with the people that have partnered well with the brand so mm -hmm. far and things of that nature. But there are some on-premise establishments who have used us in cocktails, things like that. They will get at least a bottle. So that means then that they can pour it by the glass. So there'll yes. be an opportunity to try it that way as well. And uh, producer Mel, what do you think? Mm, it's a little hot for my taste, but I do like the little bit of sweetness on the back end and I could sip on this for a bit. Mm -hmm. I want some, is it bad to want ice in this? Not necessarily. No, okay. no. Um, there was actually one of the uh, whiskey groups that I was in, somebody uh, wanted to make it about themselves for a little bit, you know, as groups are opt to do. And he kind of went into this whole diatribe about you know, oh, I'm so sorry I offended people that that, that that I drink my whiskey neat. I'm so sorry. And I just put up a quote and it was, this is all my comment was drink your whiskey the way you want to. Dave Pickerel. Yeah. <laughs> if I mean, one it, of the greatest whiskey minds in the world tells you to drink whiskey however the fuck you want, drink it however the fuck you want. I mean, I'm going to look at you funny if you want to put ginger ale in this, but it's your goddamn glass. Do what you want with it. You yeah, know? I mean, now, if you want to put ginger ale in this, I'm going to look at you the same way I look at people that put pineapple in their pizza. Like, <laughs> get fucked, enough. mate. All right. Delicious. <laughs> I don't know what you're up against. But a little bit of water, a little bit of ice, not a problem with that. Come on. All right. But if you want to ruin cost per ounce, then that's on you. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Now, Mr. Graham, what do we always need to make sure we do? Get ready for a feast of football. <laughs> there we go. He was waiting to use his props. And what else do we need to do, Mr. Always Graham? Always remember to drink responsibly. Cheers, kids. Yep. So, Mr. Graham, we start our sixth season of yes. doing this show. I know. Uh, next week, awesome, little uh, little spoiler alert for everybody. Next week will be episode number 300 for us. So yeah. Go fucking figure. Uh, that Not only are there just people dumb enough to want to listen to us, there's actually uh, people as well like you and I that still want to talk to each other each week. Yeah. And Fair. she still fucking puts up with us. <laughs> yeah. Six years and, and 300 episodes. Yep. 
Mr. Graham, a little intro into what the 20 for 20 is that we do every year. Uh, yeah, so basically this is just our general preview, uh, just a very quick synopsis of all 20 clubs, um, what they expect from the season, how their their closed seasons have gone, their transfer windows, um, any craziness around the club, which obviously we'll come on to with Wolves here uh, as we found out some breaking news right before we recorded. Um, but Breaking news, they did something. <laughs> yeah, not what you had expected, <laughs> but just that kind of stuff. Uh, basically, just going through how the summer has gone and how everything is, is expecting and shaping up for the upcoming season. And we like to do that with a bunch of our friends who we've found and come across over the years in one way or another. A lot of them through Twitter, to be honest, because you really couldn't find Brad in person. If you met him, you'd hate him. Uh, but, <laughs> <laughs> but the uh, And so it begins. Yeah. But the whole point is uh, is basically just to hear essentially straight from the horse's mouth, right? right. To hear straight from the supporters of those clubs. And what do you think, as a fan of that club, how your season's going to shake out? And, so. of course, uh, as always, we don't have a city supporter, so we're just going to make fun of them. Uh, people always miss out, and normally we have little manifestos and fun things to say about them in general. So from the crew we have, we're going to uh, enjoy ourselves and have a little bit of fun. Mr. Graham... I believe you get the ball rolling, don't you? I do get the ball rolling with my tried and true leader over the last decade, Mr. Simon Torres, uh, my friend, the uh, the president and CEO of the Charm City Gooners. Uh, welcome. How are you today, uh, sir? Doing great. Good to be with you all. Awesome. Are you drinking or no? I am. I'm not quite with the spirits. I decided that you guys might like a little hams action. There you smoke. go. From New Jersey. Love me the cheap beer. Yeah. Oh, fantastic. And it's hitting the spot. It's hitting the spot. Yeah. What better way to talk about Arsenal than drinking a nice old hand? Absolutely. Uh, so what have we done this year, my friend? Uh, who have we lost? Who have we added? Um, what's what's going on in the old transfer market? So if you if you only look at the summer, um, we've brought in Kai Havertz, Declan Rice, Jurian Timber, and uh, speaking of breaking news, uh, David Raya. Uh, the, apparently the deal is final today to bring him over from Brentford. Sorry, Jane. Um, if you go back since the last time we talked about Arsenal, they had a pretty active January window too, bringing in Jakob Kivior, uh, Jorginho, and Trussard. Um, in terms of exits, the biggest one is Granit Xhaka. Uh, wanted to go to Bayer Leverkusen. I think this was the deal that he had with Arteta when he stayed that eventually he'll be able to go back to Germany while he's still useful. And it's, it's kind of bittersweet because Jaka had probably his best year in an Arsenal shirt last the, year. The best character arc in world football, one could say over the, you yeah. know, if you take the five years as a whole from being completely booed off the pitch and getting the captain's arm yeah. taken from him to, to the kind of just flat out emotional leader. He was for you guys this, this last season. season. Yeah. Pretty incredible. His redemption arc, his redemption arc was incredible, but he went out, on it with the bang he scored two goals against wolves sorry danny in his last game at the emirates his last game in an arsenal shirt um also breaking news somewhat uh matt turner uh usa number one will be leaving going to nottingham forest i imagine that he'll be in contention mark for their number one shirt austin trusty is headed out as well and then the the, the big one that they're waiting for is is uh, balagon probably either monaco or to one of the uh, italian clubs I think Inter was in form after things fell apart with Lukaku, but Inter yeah. that'd be huge for for him as a person, and and now the United States national team as well. Agreed to have a a, a first choice striker playing in Inter Milan. I mean that that's massive to be honest. And then Pulisic making his way over to uh, Italy as well. Yeah, you know? yeah. The, the departures. I mean, I think the one that hurts the most is Xhaka. It'll take time for either Havertz or for Declan Rice to settle into that left eight role. 
Um, and it kind of will be by committee. I, I think with uh, Gabriel Jesus being out for at least the first month, you may see what we saw on Sunday in the Community Shield against City. Uh, Habritz was kind of a surprise start up top. I'm sure uh, Hiram can tell you all about Habritz's uh, trials and tribulations as a number nine. Um, but he actually played pretty well. He he pressed and he led the line. Um, he he could have scored. Uh, he got on the other end of some good chances. So I think this is an Arsenal team that is on the up and up. Um, they get younger. They get better. Um, you know, it's the narrative around Arsenal, of course, by non-Arsenal fans is that, well, they bottled it again. Well, you can't have it both ways. They couldn't bottle it and City be one of the best teams in the history of English football winning the trouble. I, I think Arsenal punched above their weight last year. I think this may be a little more representative of where they are. Um, they got, like I said, they got younger, they got better. And I think they're really ready to push City. Um we can talk about it in predictions if you like, but I have a good feeling about this team. Well, you also couple the fact that you guys are playing Champions League again. Absolutely. And yeah, you've played Europe, and Europe's one thing, but it's it's not Champions League. Champions League is different. There's a lot of attention on well, Champions League. We did it League. for 21 straight years. I uh, mean, we remember. Yeah, and then, and then you didn't for, like, what, seven? <laughs> Five, I think. Okay, very right, good. Relax. Lovely. Calm down. Lovely. Uh, just counting, counting. Yeah, I mean, I, and I think that's, that's one of the reasons why Arteta has gone out, and he's created genuine competitions at every single position now, including... Uh, Deeper. But it, it, it's not even just that. It's general competition, yes, but it's it's versatile competition. So, like, Ben mm -hmm. White can push both center backs. Yeah, of course. You know, and then you have Timber and Tomiyasu pushing uh, Ben White in his right back role. Mm -hmm. You have Havertz, who is now, you know, can push Declan Rice in that number eight position, but also push Jesus up front. You, there's versatile competition all over the pitch. It's excellent. We have five or six players almost for each of the front four spots if you include every position that every single person can play. Yeah, and, and, and I think the, the real key and the unsung hero of the second half of the last season was Leandro Trostard for me. I watched him at Brighton. He terrified me. Um, he scored against a lot of people on this Zoom's teams and he came into Arsenal and he did not miss a beat. I, I think he can play all three positions across the front. You know, you you run into these problems where you, you have to find a spot for him, but where, who's he going to displace? Who's he going to replace? Exactly. I don't mind him being a super sub. So moving on, last season, um, obviously, Jaka, huge, massive emotional leader, everything else by all accounts, was still a massive leader in the dressing room despite having the captaincy taken off of him. What are our expectations for this season, uh, Simon, um, now that the Manchurian candidate is no longer around and Odegaard actually has to lead for himself? I think Odegaard did a great job last year leading, actually. I think he's the kind of a quiet leader. He ended up with, I believe, 11 goals, 12 goals. Um, and I think as Xhaka comes out, Declan Rice comes in. And I think Rice has that natural leadership quality. He was captain of West Ham for many years. Um, so you have plenty of leaders on the team. It's just a question of how quickly this, this young nucleus can sort of coalesce into not only a, a title contending team in the Prem, but how well can they do in the Champions League? I think that's the real big test this year. Continue the progress. I mean, for as much talk as, you know, Arsenal has, has you know, eaten shit at the end of the last two seasons, they went from eighth to fifth to second. That promotes a lot of learning, a lot of growing, Absolutely. some hard lessons. And I think and I think this could be the year that they do it. Yeah, fair enough. Um, is there anything you want to promote to uh, round us out on the Arsenal segment, my friend? Absolutely. Uh, if you are Arsenal, if you are Arsenal in anywhere in Maryland, come join us at the Abbey Federal Hill in Baltimore. Charm City Gooners watches every match. 
Uh, doesn't matter what time, doesn't matter what competition we're there. Uh, we are, I don't remember, we're on Cross Street um, in Federal Hill. Um, great Arsenal supporters group. I also like to plug our uh, charity, the Craig Willinger Fund, a Baltimore-based charity that sends kids and young adults recovering from cancer or other serious illness to the soccer match of their dreams. Uh, have sent uh, young people to uh, Arsenal, Chelsea, Manchester United, Liverpool, World Cups, um, U.S. national team qualifiers. Uh, CW Fund does a great job. And they actually have, we have our annual foot golf tournament coming up on October 16th. Uh, dear David Geckel, now a relegated Leeds, won it last year. Um, so hopefully this group can provide some competition and unseat Geckel's snarky, smiling Ge- ass. Geckel, Geckel's <laughs> done well to get a mention on this. Yeah, he did. He worked himself into it. He relegated twice God this summer. Not forgotten. <laughs> <laughs> All right, good. Very good. Awesome. Um, yeah, well, thank you very much, man. Really appreciate you coming on as always, and uh, uh, good to talk to you. Perfect. Nice to see you, boys. Um, real quick, just to say to anybody who's listening, as far as um, supporter clubs go, and I'll and I'll say this very freely and openly, um, Charm City Gooners is what we should all try to strive to be. Okay. They are a right fucking proper supporters club. I mean, they... They do it well. They come proper. Uh, everybody's, you know, I've been in that room before wearing this kit, playing against them. And uh, the the t- the room's always been, you know, the right amount of ribbon and fucking with you and giving you a hard time, but also very welcoming and all just awesome people. So that is, you know, I know you get enough pro arsenal agenda and this is making your head fucking big. Well, but, it's, it's not, but it is. <clears throat> but... <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, boy. It, it deserves to be said. That is for damn sure. Producer Mel, the floor is yours. Hello, Villainista. Her Highness, how the hell are you, ma'am? Very good. Thank you very much. And I uh, just wanted to say thank you to the DU show for putting on an incredible tailgate. Uh, the Fulham fans and the Villa fans absolutely loved it. We had people from England who had only heard tales of tailgates and um, had an amazing time. We had uh, people who now live in America and wanted their kids to experience a uh, fully fledged tailgate. Um, it was absolutely amazing. So thank you guys for all your effort and just for a great job. And um, you know, all the Villa fans loved it and uh, thought you guys were epic. Just, so, yeah, not you. not to flex, but uh, heard it was the best tailgate of the summer series. It, it fucking was. It and was incredible. It was, it was an amazing away. day. We did it all by ourselves without any help from Fulham, and there's nobody here to dispute that. <laughs> That's so rude after his son's leg is taped together with popsicle sticks and duct tape. <laughs> I know. You can't do that. I know. So, Lindsay, how are you feeling about this upcoming season? I'm actually very, very excited very very excited um and and you know a lot lot of posts i see as well a lot of villa fans are very excited and uh-huh. not not in a cocky way but just in a way that you know it feels it feels nice to um you know be a villa fan right now having gone through some struggles for a few years and uh, you know getting relegated then getting promoted and um staying up uh, you know just uh, very uh very wildly but um yeah feeling excited do you think playing in Europe is going to be too much of a distraction for the rest of the season? 
Um, I don't think so because I think what I'm seeing is Emery is making sure that he's building a team that, you know, will be able to, you know, so he can field players for Premier League, Cups mm-hmm. and Europe as well. Good. Uh, and who are you most excited about that got brought in? Um, you know, it's it's a really tough one, but I would probably say Diaby. Uh-huh. Um, ooh, I want to dance with Diaby. Yeah. I want to get a goal from Diaby. But um, you know, or, honestly, all three. Not bad. That's uh, all yeah, right. <laughs> all three signings: um, um, Tielemans, um, Torres, and Diaby are really exciting. But um, I think, I think just kind of seeing Diaby's creativity mm-hmm. and you know what what he is capable of, I think that brings some excitement mm-hmm. to the team. Uh, and uh, how do you feel like your close personal friend Tyrone Mings is prepared for this season? <laughs> Well, my close personal friend Mings, who touched me on my shoulder and on Friday night, and then um, on Sunday, you know, he was walking over to the crowds, and, oh, and, no, no, and no. once we he called was walking him, to you, he was walking to you directly. Uh, well, um, I think you know, like he said on on um, Friday when you know he kind of spoke, he mentioned that hey, you know, there's competition and and he's ready for it, mm-hmm. so. Um, I, 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 Mings, you know, he strikes me as someone who's who's quite humble. Um, I think he handled, um, you know, all the crap that Steven Gerrard threw at him, taking the um, armband away from him, uh-huh. benching him. I think he, he handled it very well. So I, I feel like he's got a very good head on his shoulders. And um, I think he loves the team. He loves the fans, as you can see what he did on Sunday when all the other players kind of just clapped us or oh, walked yeah. off. He and McGinn were the only ones that came over, signed stuff. And apparently Mings had done that in Orlando as well, just just spent time um, signing and selfieing. So um, I think I think he's up for it. He's up for the, the challenge. All right. Anything you want to promote? Um, of course, uh, the Maryland Lions Club. We meet in Annapolis at the Dark Horse, thanks to Mel. And um, we're excited this Saturday. We're going to meet and um, hopefully a few more Villanistas and a few um, villain, villain men. <laughs> I, don't we, I don't know what we call them, but um, um, you know. it would be it would be and villain. And villain, thank you, thank you, thank you. So, um, you know, just just really excited about that. So, um, for anyone who's watching and they're in the DMV area, you know, you're always welcome to Annapolis. And um, yeah, so and of course, a charity that we um, support here the, at the North American Aston Villa fans is Acorns Children's Charity back home in Birmingham. And um, last year, no, at this year's uh, annual meetup, a Tom Hanks shine sign a shirt signed by Tom Hanks went for I think like five or six thousand dollars. So nice. um, you, know, you just really awesome. you just snagged a pretty good item. I did, I did. So for those of you who are tennis fans, Dev, Dan Evans is a Brummy and a Villa fan. And for those of you who know Dan Evans, you know he can be a bit gruff at time. Last year, <laughs> um, I waited for about three hours. He lost, so of course he didn't sign anything, but 
thankfully I tracked him down and I'm like, please, can you sign my villa shirt? You know, it's for an auction. And he's like, okay, give it here, give it here. You know, quickly signed it and, and then ran off. But this year uh, he beat Francis Tiafo in the quarterfinals. Um, I'd already seen him earlier in the week and I said, up the villa, Dan, can I get a selfie? And he gave me, got a selfie with him and he half smiled. Um, but this time he beat <laughs> Francis Tiafo. Thankfully I was able to get like real courtside. Um, and I was like, hey, Dan, you know, I didn't even say like, congratulations, great job. I just led with, hey, Dan, do you have anything that you can donate for the um, Acorns auction? And I mean, without hesitation, he's like, well, um, you know, I, I can give you this shirt here. You know, it's a bit sweaty. I said, I don't care, you know, give it to me. He signed it. And I was like, thank you so much, Dan. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I was like, thank you. Thank you. An excellent job, by the way. So really excited. And then he went on to win the city open. Awesome. So oh, that's, very cool. Um, you know, that's great. A shirt that, with DNA on it. Do I need to say it? Up, so. <laughs> Perfect. Also, real hey. quick, Acorns famously still uh, helping Jack Grealish figure out how to read. <laughs> dead and and uh, by 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 the way, Mel. Yes. The villains uh-huh. are villainough. Okay, they're villainough. <laughs> they're villainough. Vill vill <laughs> Thank you, Your Highness. Thank you, guys. Excellent. All right. Well, um, unfortunately, Zach could not join us tonight. Zach did join us the last time. Zach was the one who had a date, and not going to begrudge a man an opportunity to go out on a date the last time, so he That's wasn't around for last year's one either. But we'll try again next year. So I'm going to go ahead and talk about uh, Bournemouth the Cherries. Big things was is that they uh, they did let part ways with their uh, coach that kept them up, who I believe is now going to be the Wolves coach. Potentially. <clears throat> yep. And uh, so they did sign a new coach. And as far as what all they've brought in, uh, they brought in uh, Hamid Traore, uh, who's a outside winger to kind of help with things. From Sassuolo, yeah, yep. from Italy. Um, uh, Roman uh, Farve is also who they brought in as well. And look uh, through here. Please, Favre. Okay, fine. Yeah. Okay. If you're going to say it, say it sexy. The French language isn't there to be butchered, my friend. <clears throat> it's there to woo. Gra Graham, we already know this year I'm doing the drunken transfer recap. I am already have problems with pronouncing names in the first place, and we're going to get me, me, because you blackout drunk is one thing. Me blackout drunk is a completely different thing. We might thing. have to start on Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it might, it might take a little while. So um, is, I would say kind of the big thing for Bournemouth, just a personal opinion, is that they're making the moves to try to stay, right? And yes. they, and they have, it's a very fine balancing act that they have to walk because they're just, they're just next to now Luton Town, the smallest stadium in the Prem. Mm hmm and there's a budget you have to work with it. Now there's good that there's new investment into the club, but it's still ultimately, you can't find yourself in a situation where if you go down, you then go all the way down because you threw all your money into trying they to spend stay in the spent 57.8 so far, and right. then I'm sure a loan fee, which obviously wasn't disclosed. So roughly 60 million they've spent mm -hmm. uh, on these players. That could have a lasting effect. Yeah, absolutely. Should they not stay up again? I think their their biggest problem Let's for the get them, Scott Parker back in there. Come on. Yeah, well, he just <laughs> he's fun to look at. the The one thing I think that ultimately falls for for Bournemouth is, um, they were just so streaky last year. They they went on a run at the beginning of the season. They looked great, and then they just plummeted and plummeted bad. Mm -hmm. And then they had a little bit of streak just before the World Cup plummeted again and then got it together in the end and found themselves safe you can't constantly have that you know 
up and down roller coaster. You could argue that's the normal, and I'm being. This isn't even yeah. a dig. That's the old school Crystal Palace situation. <laughs> no, no, not not Back wrong. In the day. Not wrong, but the, I I <clears throat> I feel like they're probably safe because I think there are worse teams. But the sophomore slump for anyone who's just gotten promoted is real, and you see it happen every. We saw every Leeds. Season. You saw it with Leeds. You saw it with. Um, uh, Sheffield famously when they came up and finished in the top 10 and then completely plummeted yep. Huddersfield town stuck around the first year got just demolished the next year so that started off this season pretty poorly as well under the old <laughs> tutelage of Mr. Warlock yeah yeah very true very shame. true so uh, let's go ahead and move on to the next team and that is going to be Brentford and typically our most devoted supporter of the show Jane who typically calls us at like five o'clock in the morning in fucking australia upside down land. <laughs> like uh she is unable to join us because she's currently traveling uh for those of you who don't know um uh, jane is uh, a very big name in the, the world of australian yep. wine and is a consultant and works with farms on sustainability and all that kind of stuff and so she is constantly all over the country and she just wasn't able to join us today unfortunately she's but, got some shrimps on the barbie uh, no. She's, no 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 not doing no. that. What what she does have coming her way very soon. <laughs> Even Ray's embarrassed. Very. Ray's like, I'm embarrassed that I know you, dude. Ray's so worried about the light, he changed his background. Yeah. So Jesus Christ. <laughs> we told him to get into a smaller space. Oh. Old Trafford. Yeah. Because well, half of it's falling down. And it's okay. Young Trafford will be playing there soon enough with uh, hey. <laughs> Young Trafford this will be playing at Old Trafford. Now, absolutely terrible so the, far. The uh, other big thing is she's going to be making it over to the East Coast here in the next year. Jane is? Yeah. Oh, so hell yeah. All, we're already working on her in studio and us all enjoying a bottle of Four Roses together that I owe her because uh, it was Everton lost to uh, Brentford and we made awesome. a bet on it. Hell so. yeah. All right. That's amazing. So, Mel, why don't you go ahead and uh, chat with us All about right. Brentford? Um, I, I promised I wouldn't try the accent because unlike Graham, I am respectful of the Australian culture. People expect certain things from me, and I just need to deliver at this point. Uh, sobriety Sa is not on. one of them. Sam, you forget. She's a white woman. She knows better than all of us. <laughs> it's been a tough year for her. <laughs> from Since 2006. <laughs> Uh, hey, lads, here's my notes for the show. I'm sorry I'm going to be traveling for work. Now, number one, looking forward to the third season syndrome. This will be the crunch season for us, hopefully where we make our bones. We were but a fortunate with the arriving into the EPL as several of the top teams were in a rebuild, reorganize, manager merry-go-round phase. Now, every team above us, plus Chelsea, are set to fly. So we're going to need to dig deep. <clears throat> Just saying. <laughs> Hiram's already giving us looks. Yeah. Uh, number two, major outs. In front of goal, Ivan Tony for half a season. In goal, David Rea, possibly not in the too distant future. Uh, that happened today. Today, yep, yep got confirmed. Uh, both are big losses. Big chance for Mem Mambo. Mbembo. Mbwemo. That's the one. Uh, to not be the most rebounds of the goal, Timber. You know, it's a shame he doesn't wear number five. Mm -hmm. Why? <laughs> Mambo number five? No good? That was worth a try. Your, your dad jokes are falling <laughs> flat worth today. Worth a try. That was funny. Thank you. Appreciate <laughs> okay, it. A few people liked it. Simon right. and Mark A applauded. little bit of Jane. Keep it going. If that's not a song, <laughs> it really should be. All right. Uh, uh, the quote, 
Most rebounds of the goal timber guy this season, plus excellent opportunity for Kean Lewis Poulter and Damsgaard. It would be nice if Damsgaard arrived, although for mine, he always looks like he needs a decent feed. Okay, a little thin. I'm hearing she wants to take him home and feed him dinner. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, the defender captain that helped us into the EPL, Pontus J- Jansen, goes home to Malamo. Mm-hmm. Yep, goes goes back to uh, Switzerland, right? Malmo, Is it Switzerland. Malmo? M-A-L-M-O. Yeah, Malmo. That's yeah. the uh, mm-hmm. Swedish team that um, Swedish Zlatan started I with. I thought that was down near Wilmington. Yeah, exactly. Narnia. <laughs> it doesn't exist. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> Uh, number three major ends. Kevin Shade, the youngest attacker overdue to score, goes from an on loan to on list, along with Mr. Manny Clean Sheets from the Bundesliga League, Mark Fleckett. <laughs> B- Bundesliga League. <laughs> <laughs> you remember? Kind of you- sound like Miss Swan from from the you old know, Mad I'm TV. Reading this cold. I am reading this cold. I have not oh, looked at these words but, before but just I'm an excellent, now. But I'm an excellent cold reader. Do you I remember am, that Ghanaian dude that was job. doing the rounds he went viral like a man. Yeah. for the way that he mispronounced? Uh, do you remember this? Mm-hmm. This That's the Bundesliga League. <laughs> Bundesliga <Okay>. League. <laughs> he is looking like a man. Go ahead. Now, uh, how long it takes for Flecken to adjust to the EPL will be critical. Now, Thomas Frank has resigned through 2027, which gives us resigned. That's, that's resigned. Through 20. 20- <laughs> We're an excellent cold reader. Oh, here we go. Now we got the glasses oh, on. The, glass, oh. the glasses is what did it wrong. Nope. Uh, the whole email says, we'll be fine. Don't worry. <laughs> you know what? It's the eight-point font. I was set up for <laughs> failure, y'all. Sabotage. Sabotage. Leave it Leave it to my wife to always find now, out a way Thomas to blame Frank it on me. Thomas Frank has re-signed through 2027, which gives us great stability. So happy days across the board. Young Irish international defender comes in from Wolves. Used to play with Ben Mee at Burnley. So good back row times there. So Kim comes in as a U21 South Korean international defender and may or may not make the A-team this season. Now, how will go? Well, Jane will be thrilled to bits with finishing 10th or 11th, and she'd love to see Rico Henry get a run in as English jumper. The By the way, the thread is on fire right now. <laughs> <laughs> Just making remarks about Mel. They know I'm going to see that as soon as we're done with this, right? They also said, don't let me read it, because I will oh, fucking massacre. fucking be worse terrible. than that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> English jumper. Uh, I think we're in for a red-hot season either way, and I wouldn't miss a game for quids. Now, number five, check the B supporter group here in New York City. It's really gaining some momentum. On Twitter, Brentford FCNYC Fan Club. Once again, that's Brentford FCNYC Fan Club. And the... Um... They meet for matches at the Red Lion Pub downtown at 151 Bleecker Street. Excellent. Cheers from Jane. Uh, th- I'll find out. I'll give myself snaps. Very good. Uh, Brentford I, in the I USA. Don't deserve it. <laughs> Brent, Brentford in the USA on Twitter also <laughs> is pretty Melo. active. Yes. Uh, they're at I want to say it's Hawk and Thorn in Alexandria in in Virginia that their that their bar is at. That one dude we met goes yeah. there. Yeah. And <laughs> well, no, they've had they got they've had a pretty decent following. Get out there and uh, as mentioned the for the uh, EPL summer uh, series they had a good 80 people at their tailgate so you know good on them dude building yeah. up building that's up what the you crew. get for that's what you get for setting up a rival tailgate <clears throat> yeah precisely very good no Tickle 300 nobody, nobody does a fucking party like we do all right well boys and girls 
very, very, very special treat for you coming up here. Um, our good friend Paul Dorsey of the Stateside Seagulls is uh, unable to attend tonight. Indisposed. So, oh my God. So, and, you know, this Paul, is going to be great. Paul, Paul's always great, and I love Paul because Paul normally has this great frenemy relationship with uh, with uh, a certain Crystal Palace supporter that is currently on the thread. But we did this last year, and I thought he did such a great job analyzing what Brighton is up to for the season. Ladies and gentlemen, Crystal Palace supporter Brad Parker to talk about Brighton, Brighton their <laughs> arch rivals. We're the best. We are the best plastic team out there. I'm really excited for this year. We're going to Europe. We're going to Europe. Um. So I don't really follow what they do um, that closely, but I assume they sold like four guys for 80 million each that we've never heard of. And they have that guy that apparently has hundreds of millions of dollars in debt for Brighton. He probably bought a bunch of people. So they're gonna win the Europa League. They have a great chance, especially when one of their major signings was Bart Verbuggen. I mean, what that's a such a Brighton name. That's perfect. That's perfect. What a I love name. it. Um, I, I, are you going to try this for a third year? Like, are you even going to invite him back next year? He showed like, up I know to all he's of a nice before. guy, <laughs> but he's never going to show. This is the fourth time you've done it. So that's only 50%. Okay. Well, he <laughs> normally shows. And he also sat in early on when the show had nobody listening to that's it. That's true. That's for, true. For that's Graham, true. while Graham was off busy having like children and shit. Yeah, that's happening again shortly. Mm, exactly. Yeah. So um, the Amex, that's kind of perfect for Europa League, right? <laughs> yeah. Frequent flyer miles. Yeah. It's perfect. Though, if there is anything less than finishing third and winning Europa League, it's a, a failure. Okay. Uh, so I, I am on Sky Sports website to talk about some of the incoming. So like I said, they have Vart Verbruggen, uh, which is a fun yeah. name. Yep. Sounds like a Simpsons character. Yeah. Absolutely. Mohamed Dahoud uh, from Borussia Dortmund, undisclosed fee. They signed <laughs> Igor Julio from Fiorentina for an undisclosed fee. Then they signed Igor Julio from Fiorentina for a 14.5 million pound fee. Mm -hmm. uh, so they signed him twice, uh, apparently. And then Xiao Pedro's coming in from Watford. That, for me, is a very interesting signing for Brighton. Yeah, to be that's honest, great. that actually is decent. Yeah, um, but Deserby, we'll see what Deserby does. They, they very well under his tutelage, I think, could have a what would normally be referred to as a, uh, a sophomore syndrome, mm -hmm. and having that disappointment. Uh, ERS season, as it were, having that disappointment against Manchester United in the cup. Uh, I, <laughs> it's going to be difficult, I think, as we saw in the league, to pick themselves up again. And uh, potentially couple couple that with when you get into Europe and you're a team that's not typically playing yep. in Europe and they can you, still lose some players. Teams are still after Casado. Lose some more, and they're not that yeah. they're not that deep. They're not deep enough to be playing on Tuesday, Wednesday, and then Saturday, Sunday. Right, and you it'll had be, it'll be interesting to see what they do this year. Yeah, and just historically, like. Everton had gotten into Europe, had a shit year in the league. Burnley had gotten into Europe, had a shit year in the West league. West Ham twice. West Ham, Wolves, Southampton. You see it happen yep. over and over and over again because ultimately you get a nice windfall of money, but it's not enough to buy a whole second team like the big six have for the Champions League matches. And it's just, 
they were yes yes that was but you also had the year after that where you all were shit too danny so i saw that comment um, are, are, so does that mean everton was in europe the last two seasons <laughs> yeah yes very much so god i only wish they their, were their manager <laughs> thought he still was <laughs> yeah no shit <laughs> oh shit oh fat frank yeah god damn you're, you're you, you all aren't wrong dm'd paul to ask him to be here and he still didn't show. I just want to point that out. <laughs> brilliant. Absolutely. Right. No show brilliant. here, and there's going to be a no show in Europe. All right. There we have it. Well, uh, Brad, excellent job covering your uh, favorite club, uh, Brighton and yeah, Albion. You know, the Seagulls. I will plug it for for uh, for Paul. It's at Stateside Seagulls on Instagram mm -hmm. and Twitter. Very, very active. Yeah. And he does a great job, and they had a great summer with them over here this year. Congratulations. Um, on an awesome season last year and a cool summer having them being part of the PL tour in the US and enjoy it while it lasts. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> All right, Mr. Graham, you bring on our next person. Yes. So we have uh, the one man in this group that is doing the Lord's work. Uh, Mr. Brett uh, going to turn over uh, Burnley from Heathen. Uh, to Christian, how you doing, my friend? <laughs> I am, I'm doing quite well. I don't even know what to do with that. Hey, by the way, mission to Burnley is literally. I think there's a tinge of religious thing coming out in Sky Sports in like two days. So nice. there, you go. there you go, plugging it real good. Yeah, yeah, I'm doing great. Doing hey, great. you know what? Fucking professional over here. Okay. <laughs> It's your turn, Mr. Graham. Talk yeah. away. All right, so, um, <laughs> sorry. Uh, are you, <laughs> are you, I was laughing at my own joke. Are you drinking tonight? You typically do. Sir? Well, uh, I, you know, I am at a church softball league thing right now. So, <laughs> Brilliant. Um, of course Not that drinking. I wouldn't have a drink, but I'm about to go play softball, so I don't want to be stumbling through I've done i say that. that for the bar league softball so um, yeah anyway this is uh all right yeah, cool it's water not a problem so what what have you all done this summer who have you signed uh or lost this summer who who haven't we um who haven't we signed gosh uh let, let's go through it incomings are uh, james trafford from manchester city uh, at the time was a club record fee nathan redmond from besiktas Jacob Brun Larson from Hoffenheim, um, Jordan Beyer from Borussia Mönchengladbach, Luca Coliosho. Now this, we had a we had a little conversation about this about you know weird interesting partners. Luca Coliosho eligible for the American national team, the Italian national team, the Nigerian national team, and the Canadian national team. It's currently with the Italian Italian uh, youth national team. Pretty wild. He's a winger from Espanyol. Um, we got Zeki Amduni, uh, Europa League Golden Boot winner from FC Basel. Um, Obafemi became permanent from Swansea. Uh, Darrow Shea from West Bromwich Albion. Um, and Fab just said that the Don, the transfer Don himself, Sander Berga, home of the good Berga, is uh, <laughs> a done deal from Blades. Um, so I'm, I'm real stoked about that. So is uh, Wilson Odebert from... Um, Troy's in who just got relegated to League Two. Um, outgoings, uh, we lost Bobby Thomas. Um, Luke McNally just signed uh, to Stoke on a um, uh, loan. Uh, we lost Ashley Barnes to Marich. Um, and then Fabrizio just tweeted out 
our good friend Vout Veghorst is off to TSG Hoffenheim. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's he's going out. So that's that's our incomings and outgoings. There's a lot more in the pipeline too, from what I understand. I, and this is like, I think I said this before, but I'm having an aneurysm as a Burnley um, a Burnley supporter because in the past it's been <laughs> it's been Dale Stevens from Brighton. Um, <laughs> Nothing inspires the new season like a man named Dale. <laughs> yeah. I'm currently living my best life. Yeah. So it's, it's been a wild, a wild summer already. And, you know, um, 16 incomings last summer as well when we got relegated. Um, so I I do have one, one quick question about a specific, uh, incoming and that's Nathan Redmond. Do you think, uh, the brain himself, Vincent company took on peps, uh, advice, uh, in, in signing Nathan Redmond after that, what was it? Uh, Carlin cup, uh, performance City put in against Southampton and Pep was coaching uh, Nathan Redmond after the fact and then in his press conference said something along the lines of I love him as a player he's one of the best players I've ever seen uh. yeah you, you know it wouldn't put it past uh, Pep and Pep and company actually um, eat together pretty often still I wouldn't put it past him um, but that just means we're going to be taking Tim Ream here soon too we're just right. going to have a bunch of geriatrics um, from Pep Pep's like oh yeah I love these love these old guys you know so it'll be good um, but I think Redman will be a solid squad player and uh, a, a good um, he'll a good, be a good he'll experience. be a good guy to have around the dressing room for sure um, alright moving yeah. on uh, what are your expectations for the season you think um, oh, we we talking yeah, mid table yeah. like the recent uh, kind of trend of newly promoted clubs coming up and finishing in tenth, or are we hanging on for dear life here in seventeenth? What do you think? Uh, you know, uh, we pumped Bournemouth um, at their place uh, in the Carabao Cup, um, or is it the FA Cup uh, last season four two, and we played their full strength side. So I, I'm I'm pretty comfortable in the fact that. I, okay realistically i want like 11 to 15th i'd be super happy great but everything in me says i want europe baby out let's go i want big brain vincent company to take me to the moon dogecoin to the moon that's like i'm i'm here for it i am i'm here for it i'm here for it is uh craig bellamy still his assistant he is absolutely still his assistant assistant in this dynamic Craig Bellamy's pinky, mm-hmm. and uh, Vincent Company is the brain. brain. Oh, definitely. So they go oh, no in to it. set up the team meeting, and mm-hmm. uh, what are we going to do today, brain? <laughs> what are we try to, to do? Try to do what we try to do every week, Craig. <laughs> try, try to take over the world. He's, uh, he's got the golf clubs out of the training pitch, so I've, I've heard it. So everybody's just scared really to death into doing their jobs. Into, um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, everyone's everyone's doing what they need to be doing right now. Fucking so. brilliant. Uh, is there anyth- anything you want to uh, plug or promote, my friend? Uh, absolutely. Um, Noram, at Noram Claritz on X or Twitter. Um, that's the North American Burnley Supporters Group. Uh, Canada, the United States, Mexico. Um, really stoked about that. Lots of good things. Wisconsin Claritz is getting off the ground. There are, um, turns out, quite a few of us. Um, and I'm blown away by it. Uh, we're going to start um, meeting in the Twin Ports of Duluth, Minnesota, and Superior, Wisconsin at Dublin's Pub Brew Pub. Um, so I'm real stoked about that. BFC in the community um, is a great charity, local to Burnley, and our new investor, JJ Watt, um, 
is selling Burnley hats with 100% proceeds uh, go to the food bank in Burnley. And if you know anything about Burnley or the mill towns up in the Northwest, um, it's a pretty impoverished area uh, overall. Um, and so uh, the club and that the charity the club runs is the lifeblood of the community. So seriously, look at it. Even if you're not a Burnley fan, buy a, buy a Burnley fan a hat. Um, really amazing things. Uh, plug uh, some podcasts, Turfcast podcast, Turf Morehouse, uh, Talk BFC. Um, and I just wrote a, I think a great piece, a sacrilegious piece uh, with uh, the Pope holding uh, the communion host of uh, Nick Pope um, for uh, uh, a page called Overthinking Football. And I did a deep dive into the tactics and statistics about this new look Burnley. So awesome. if you play fantasy at all, Set, check it out. Overthinking D- Football. DM us a link of that, please. Yeah, I'd like fantastic. to read that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'd, I'd happily do that. Awesome. Thanks, man. Yeah. Yeah. Cheers. Thanks. Fucking JJ Watts starting shit. And now Brady owns part of uh, Birmingham City. And, and Russell Westbrook owns part of Leeds. And did you see his face at the weekend when what? they, that, their terrible performance? Uh huh. Essentially, the first 14 minutes, he had that face where that reporter asked him some weird shit. And he, he had that same face. He was like, <laughs> what the fuck am I watching right now? That's how bad it was for yeah. Leeds. No, I, you blame, know what? I blame JJ Watts. You know what JJ Watt once famously said? Hmm. It's time to play some tag. Let's move on, boys and girls. That is a joke just for Mel. <laughs> Thanks, Brett. I love no, it. the Great American Tag or whatever. Arr, I saw that show three times. It. Yep. We move <laughs> JJ on. JJ and his brothers uh, hosted yep. it. We move on to um, a small mid-table club in uh, in London. That, uh, but you, you, honestly, you know what? What's great is that we have a wonderful guest. One half of the Naptown Blues fan cast. The smoothest pipes in the business. Fucking Homer. Mr. Hiram Wainwright. How you doing, Hiram? Fuck yourself. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, love uh, it. Oh, no, I'm doing, I'm doing great. Uh, can't complain. A lot of ins and outs going on with the club, but then again, we got to fix the shit that happened last season, so yeah. You, you already took the words out of my mouth. I mean, to say last season was a monumental disappointment for a club as at the level that Chelsea is is an understatement and there was a lot that went on and good thing for uh, Chelsea the Saudis are just willing to open up their checkbook and fix all their financial fair play problems no this shit. season it isn't it just great well, yeah but guess <laughs> guess what so I don't even know if you've seen this yet Hiram I saw an article today uh do 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 breaking news when it feels like breaking mm-hmm. uh that Chelsea now face an investigation from back when Roman was in charge. Oh, shocker. Shocker. Let let us all show you our surprised face. In the history of uh, Chelsea Football Club, this will be known as the herpy years. (laughs) Uh, You might think it's gone, but occasionally it'll flare back up. It just keeps coming back. (laughs) It just itches. (laughs) It never goes away. All right. So, Hiram. Who are the major incomings and major outgoings? Um, I'm going to give you five minutes because I know it's going to take a little while. So go ahead and talk about everybody that's coming and going. All 43 people you have coming in and out. <laughs> uh, or or we like For to real. say pulling a forest. <laughs> Anything about that. Uh, no, uh, we definitely have uh, some great attackers and uh uh, Nick Jackson, who I think had a phenomenal preseason, he'll, he'll definitely be someone to be on the lookout for, uh, especially because, like, after seeing him, I think, in 
three matches throughout this preseason and scored like three goals and had like two assists or something like that, if I'm not mistaken. But I think he's going to be a great addition for our forward attack. Uh, outside of that, of course, you have a bunch of young talent. Uh, I guess uh, the what's it called? The Chelsea staff for just playing FIFA and looking at all the young prospects going off from there, just going to see who's there. Uh, there's Axel Diaz and Kevin from Monaco. Hey, Crime, are that? they young and fresh? <laughs> young, hot, fresh. Young, hot, fresh. Very, very, very fresh. Do any, do any of them skate or promote at clubs? <laughs> That's not a throwback. Yet, so no. That's a deep cut. Uh, but outside of that, of course, uh, the obvious uh, Christopher and Kunku, who uh, became our um, attacking mid, but now after recent news, he's going to be out for four months. So that's a big fuck you to Chelsea after that. Uh, with a that, big fuck you to hundred million also, pounds. <laughs> <laughs> we can't get anything right at this point. I, I, I hate to laugh because I hate when players get injured. That's not a thing I like to do. It's not mm-hmm. okay. But because it's Chelsea, because it's Todd Bowler, the amount of money they spent on him, it is fucking hysterical. Honestly, I guess this is payback from the Roman Abramovich years or whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So with that, uh, basically, like, uh, of course, like we have some past players that we already have had pre-signed, like Malagusto coming in from Lyon. We also have a couple of Brazilian talent like uh, Angelo, who just got, I think they just announced that he's going to be on loan to Strasbourg, if I'm not mistaken. Mm -hmm. And then uh, Andre Santos playing in our defensive midfield as well. Which I think might be someone to look out for, along with uh, Kassadai, uh, after his uh, phenomenal U21 uh, Euros performance that he had. I think he won the the golden ball from that tournament. If I'm not, mm-hmm. if just yeah, that might be right. I yeah, I think that's right. Yeah, but again, young talent. I'm kind of hesitant on it, but I think there should be someone to look out for, especially because literally in our departures, we sold an entire midfield unit in entirety. So we mm-hmm. had. Kai Havertz, uh, he's going to go do the same bullshit that he did in Chelsea with Arsenal now, so good luck with that. Not true, because uh, he'll have a consistent coach. <laughs> uh, Mason Mount, who didn't want to be second fiddle to Nkunku because he thought that being a man you behind Bruno Fernandes would be much better, so go fuck you. Uh, Mateo <laughs> Kovic is gone to City. Uh, can't be mad at that. He definitely did some great work for us, so deserving move. That'd definitely be a good move for City. Uh Pulisic to Milan, uh, Ruben Loftus-Cheek to Milan as well. Then we also finally sold uh, Ampadu after like 500 years on loan. Uh, he's gone out to Leeds in championship now. And then, of course, the Saudi sweep with Kolobali, Mendy, and the best smile in all of football, N'Golo Kante. Yep. Uh, didn't Ziak also go to the Saudi league as well, I believe? Oh, uh, that's, he failed his physical like five times. Oh no! Yeah, no, Riyad Mahrez did oh, from City, and I thought Ziek was on the block, but like like Hiram said, he uh, yeah, he failed his medical a few times. All right, so um, Hiram. That being said, uh, obviously expectations are always high at Chelsea. If it's not Europe, you've you've done fucked up. If you're not um, already in the top five by you know, the first two months of the season, this coach will get the ax. It is just what Chelsea does. What do you feel is the outlook for Chelsea this season? What's a realistic expectation and how how quickly will this completely brand new team of young players gel? 
Uh, it's definitely still going to take some time, especially with our first test in the first match alone being Liverpool. So that'll definitely be some true talent, true disposal to see. Uh, but generally, I will want them to be, of course, uh, top seven. Ideally, like sixth or fifth spot will be a good spot for us. But if we're being realistic, we might not even finish within a Europe spot, maybe eighth or ninth, uh, just because we still got to get that cohesive unit going, that chemistry. But again, I'm optimistic. I want to say we can win the Prem, but we all know it's going to be City. Let's just be real about this right now. <laughs> um, that being said, I also want to make a note that you have the former Spurs manager in charge. So, yeah. I mean, you don't really win things when you come from there. <laughs> so, I, I think ultimately the biggest question with Chelsea is how much patience is there? because there needs to be patience. Like last year was- At some was, point, somebody's gonna have to give some patience. Last year was a fucking disaster. Yeah. You know, it's like oh. you go off and you get the guy you quote want in Graham Potter and then you really, you, you throw a bunch of pieces at him, but you don't give him pieces that he needs or wants to work with. And then you're surprised why he fails. And it's just like, you can't do that again. Like you're gonna, you're gonna have to take your time with this. Cause if you do that, you're gonna end up being what Arsenal was for a little while where constantly just kind of on the outside looking in or I don't think like, they should have fired Tuchel no personally no. but you know where Tuchel lost his job was that fucking handshake because what we do know about billionaire white men with hair like that mm -hmm. is that if you don't shake hands properly you're fucked <laughs> very good okay. uh, and uh Hiram I've been sitting on that joke for seven months Hiram <laughs> all right Hiram uh I you on that that was a great one any anything you would like to uh, promote, my good sir? Absolutely, of course. If you guys haven't listened to it already, even though the show is over, go to check out the Nattown podcast or fancast. I'm sorry, I can't even say that fucking show right. Nattown uh, fancast. Go ahead, check us out. Myself and Big Sam Houston. Uh, we are definitely covering the NPSL's uh, Annapolis Blues, who are recently the mid-Atlantic champion, so definitely go check us out. And then also, uh, aside from that, if you guys are in the Annapolis area, come by this Friday from 10 to 2 p.m. We are also having a mobile blood drive where you guys can meet our Golden Glove winner for the entire NPSL, Griffin Hemendinger. So come check us out there. Big also, Griff. What a, also, I mean, what a I name. wasn't going to go, but now I am. Yeah, got to go see <laughs> Big Griff, man. I recently got tattooed. I can't go. Oh, they won't yeah. take my blood. Yeah. That's a shame. You can't give blood because you had the heart thing. Yes, I did. I know. But I'll, I'll still go and shake hands and kiss babies and let Hiram and I be man of the people. Griff is there. No one wants to see you. Griff wants to see me. <laughs> Houston heard that it was goalie day at the blood drive. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'll he, show wants his free, he wants his free cookie. I'll wear, I'll wear my pick jersey and I'll bring my gloves and and we'll be we'll be besties. Yeah, I'll wear my gloves, full kit, white guy, full kit, white guy. What would Griff do if you got out of the car and full kit I would gloves? fucking shit a brick. <laughs> I'll show up for that. Uh, no, I'm, I, it's, uh, you forget, I, I root for a proper club in the uh, town of Liverpool. There's no full kidding on this end. That is, <laughs> yeah. that is absolutely a Liverpool bit, not a uh, Everton bit for damn sure. We got Ryan laughing. That makes me happy. <laughs> All right. Well then, Mr. Graham, I pass it over to you and and um, someone who hasn't spoke yet tonight that's getting ready to uh, speak for the first time. For the it's first time, first, yeah. The very um, first Hiram, time. Uh, I do want to just uh, send you my sincere thank you for coming and um, just let you know that you look great and green. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Uh, now, Brad, uh, we we briefly spoke earlier, I think, actually. Uh, Mr. Sam over there is mistaken. Uh, as you so, you know, 
got your point across about Brighton. Now we want to talk about uh, the other half of that street that you all share. Uh, Crystal Palace. <laughs> oh, what's funny? <laughs> this is how talk now, right? <laughs> yeah, uh, so time. what's been going on this summer, my friend? How How's it been uh, since the old owl's back in charge? Well, and also Brad's drinking, so he should probably tell us what he's oh, drinking Oh, yeah, he as is well. drinking. You're right. I am drinking. I'm drinking a, a beer from Narnia. It's the uh, Flip Hop IPA from Good Hops Brewing in Carolina Beach. It's awesome. a little south of Narnia, but it's good. Good. That's great. Um, you know, first, I just want to say um, thank you to Big Sam for the flawless producing that's gone into this show. And I just feel really bad for producer Mel clearly losing her position because <laughs> the, the emails, the the beginning, everything, it's been perfect. You're, you're doing a great job. I'm proud of you. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, Brad. <laughs> Hi, Mel. Go read his emails. You're good. I was pink. Rob sent me a text message mm. going, uh, sorry, I missed the, uh, the Zoom last night. How did it go? <laughs> oh, Jesus, <laughs> fuck me, Christ. That's awesome. Uh, um, I'm never going to yeah. let that one down. Uh, so you want to know how our summer's been? Yeah, I want to um, know uh, what little field mouse uh, has the owl snapped up this summer? Wow. I, I don't know that he has. We know who's gone. Everybody whose jersey I've ever bought is gone. Zaha's gone. Uh, Luka Milivojevic gone. James MacArthur gone. Um, and now, as of today, Roy was on TV in Norway because he speaks like 27 languages. And he said <laughs> that uh, our, our keeper, Guaita, ha is refusing to play. Uh, hasn't played all summer for us, um, apparently because they told him that, that Sam Johnson was going to be the number one going into the season. Um, so he doesn't want to risk anything and, and wants to leave. So that's up in the air. Now we went from having three really good keepers six months ago to now having one and one on the way out. Um, who was the out picked up? We got Jefferson Lerma on a free, like the day after the season ended. And then we didn't do anything till this week. Um, we got uh, producer Mel's mom's favorite player, uh, Franca from Brazil. He's 19 years old. He looks like, you know, a potential superstar. He fits into the mold of what we're doing, buying young, you know, buy low, sell high. So the problem is we don't have Zaha. Uh, Elise's hurt and will be out for another couple months at least. Um, that's that so one's who's tough. Up front with him? What's that? I said that's tough. That that one's a, a hard yeah. I mean, he was he was our best player last year. Him and Czech Decore were our two best players, without a doubt. And, you know, he was the youngest player ever to have 11 goal contributions, the most assists ever by a player his age. This was his year to go to the next level, and then we sell him for a Brighton kind of sum. So losing those first couple months will be tough. It'll be Eze by himself. Um the the midfield is going to be great. I have no problems with that. the The back line is great because we, as of today, we still have everybody from last year. We still have uh, Gahey. We still have Decore. We still have Anderson. So it all looks great until you get the ball up front, if we ever do. Um, and then it's, I don't know. You still have got Edward. Come on. We've got Ayu. We've got Jordan Ayu. 
and honestly, he might be playing at, at the um, at striker when we have everybody. Yep. Um, he did it with Roy before and was player of the season. So that's pretty scary. Um, if that's where we are, we do, you know, we have Edward and we have Mateta that can do it. But if you have one guy on the wings, that's not hurt, you know, what are you going to do? I think you have to stick them up there. Yep. Um, there might be some guys coming up from the Academy. There's a couple of good players there, but I don't think they're quite ready. Um, so we'll, I don't know. I don't know. I'm afraid, as always with Palace, how are we going to score? And you take Zaha and Elise out of the equation, and it's a big problem. Yeah, I mean, Eze, when he came uh, back from his injury last season, was fucking brilliant. Uh, and you would hope that he can stay fit and and really, you know, almost like Zaha did in, in that respect and, and take over this team and do that. But at some point, if you all are going to, you know, push through that glass ceiling of what – ninth uh you know over the last what eight years or so you've been in the premier league uh you're gonna need somebody other than one fucking player to do it yeah perpetually yeah um and i I really i don't know how you're gonna do it with losing rob street uh i mean what a guy to (laughs) to have leave the club is you had to bring it up (laughs) you had to bring that up uh, we kind of covered it there a little bit. What are your real expectations for the season? What do you think is, is going to happen here? Yeah, I'm a little afraid that teams that are behind us might go past us. Teams like Chelsea, they could go ahead of us this year. You know, they're they're that good. They could actually <laughs> pass us. Um, we said it last year when Roy came back and, and people were saying, are they going to go down? Are they going to be in 17th? No matter what happens, we seem to always end up in 12th or 14th. So I'm going to I'm gonna hope we tread water at the beginning of the year and Elise comes back and, and him and Eza play the way that they can play and we'll finish 12th. <laughs> Brilliant. So best, best case scenario, he comes back quo. early. We do sign a striker in the last couple of weeks. You know, we, we have some links. Oh, we're going to get Lewis Hall on loan uh, from Chelsea. It looks like he's going to be a hell of a player, I think. Um, but we're going to count on some some teenagers this year. Which well, is that, I mean, that that the- is, joking aside, that is a well-trodden path, the Chelsea to Palace loan move. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, Loftus-Cheek, you had Conor Gallagher. I mean, some of your yep. players of the season, had it not been for Zaha, uh, yeah, yeah. It, it just excellent. Um, yeah. So hopefully that can come through for you, but everybody can't finish in 12th, so good luck, mate. <laughs> Here's what's going to happen. Our best-case scenario is we finish 8th, Brighton ninth, and the real scenario is we finish 12th and Brighton 7th out of Europe. Right. I got gotcha. you. Uh, anything you'd like to plug, my friend? Yeah, so our our home pub in the D.C. area, Ireland's Four Courts in Arlington, I don't know if you heard, um, last year, last October, a car drove into the pub, set it on fire. It was a disaster. It was brutal. Um, They, you know, there's been a ton of support from a bunch of the supporters groups in the D.C. area. Uh, I heard from Dave, who runs the the pub this week, and they are looking to be open for Labor Day weekend. Oh, um, fabulous! That's so good to hear. Great news for them. We we love that place. The people that run it, everybody that works there is amazing. They've been fantastic to us throughout the years. 
Um, as soon as you hear that they're opening, everybody get out there and support that place. They've lost almost a year of business right after COVID. Um, it's a it's a neighborhood pub. People love it. They support our sport. Um, and we just want the best for them. So get out to Ireland's four courts as soon as they're open. Absolutely. And, you know, that heartwarming story that you just told, which is, you know, very unfortunate, but how, how they are part of your community almost makes me feel bad about making a senior citizen driving joke with Roy Hodgson at the helm of your club. And <laughs> so I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to say it, but just know that it was I, there. I it was locked and loaded driving up to Virginia. <laughs> <laughs> it was locked and fucking loaded, but now I can't goddamn say it, okay? <laughs> and yeah. you've ruined it. Thank you very much for coming oh, out, my Alice. friend. <laughs> All right. Thanks, guys. Thank you. All right, so next up uh, is... The fucking Blue Wank Fest. <laughs> okay, well, uh, first and foremost, there's going to be one rule. Um, Ryan, Sam, you are not allowed to look each other directly in the eye and have conversations, or this show will run for two and a half hours I was going to go to the more. bathroom, so there was no chance of it. <laughs> Well, very good. <laughs> Anyways, um, it is time to talk about uh, my beloved club, uh, Everton. Uh, Ryan, real quick, I just wanted to point out to you right back here. Um, that's another press pass, by the way. Um, I seem to collect them like baseball cards. How's your world been? Mm -hmm. And just, you know, that's how it rolls. Just I collect press passes because it's what I do, you know, as a as a member <laughs> of the press. <laughs> well, I scout. So <laughs> that's the difference. <laughs> Very good. Uh, good, sir. Uh, we were told about two months ago that there was going to be massive changes to our board within 48 hours. Two months later, Bill Kenwright is still in charge. And um, if it uh, wasn't for us, everybody would be paying attention to Wolves' absolute shit show right now. But no, there's us with an FFP hanging over our head and a few moves, not a lot of moves. Uh, wondering where the money's going to come from, what this team is going to be, barely escape, escaping uh, relegation two seasons back-to-back. -back. Um, who are we bringing in? Who's gone away? And uh, just talk all things Everton, please. Yeah, I mean, we haven't done a lot of business because there is no money. It's not a financial fair play circumstance at this point as much as it's just a cash issue. Uh, we'll get to that in a second, but our business reflects that. So, um the losses, I mean, no one that played a significant role. Yeri Mina is a fantastic player, but ultimately who couldn't stay healthy. Mm -hmm. um, so is he a loss? Uh, they sold three younger players, a uh, decent sum for Ella Sims, Niels and Kunku. Uh, Samuel Smith was kind of a bummer losing him. He's a talented young player, but cash flow issues drove a little bit of that. And I imagine we're going to see Damari Gray out. Rumor is that he's agreed to terms with Fulham. Uh, just waiting for replacements and, you know, probably move several other guys up. Why couldn't we have gotten that sweet, sweet Saudi money? Yeah, God, I mean, I unfortunately, that. haven't really been a benefit of that. But you never know. There's still a couple guys left to go. And in terms of getting guys in, I mean, we've gained a couple guys back from loan that look like they're going to play a role. I mean, Jared Brantwaith did pretty well at Ajax last year. He's very young. He's big and athletic and good at, good at playing the ball. He may slot in at starting side right next to James Starkowski. We'll see. Xiao uh, Virginia's back on loan. Um, he's probably going to be the backup. That might be a little bit of a money-driven thing, but mm -hmm. he's young. He's all right. Um, the biggest acquisition, really, not the oldest acquisition, but the biggest acquisition was uh, Dan Juma on loan from Villarreal. He could play a couple different positions. And Dyson's been playing a lot of 4-5-1 with Everton, but obviously he's a 4-4-2 guy or a 4-4-1-1. Dan Juma can be one of those guys up top. 
And um, Sean Dice is known for having older English teams. So I think he just felt compelled to sign Ashley Young on a free to make sure that he had the oldest English player in the entire <laughs> league that plays out in the field. Um, and as, I thought it was Danny Ings. <laughs> Close. It's not Danny Ings. It's not Danny Ings. It's not. Ashley Young's 37 years old. Ah, well, Danny Ings is 48. <laughs> she makes him older every week. And the sad part is, I mean, he may end up starting just because Mikolenko is not fit at left back. He's not even really a left back, but he did play some there for Villa. Um, and I don't know how well he played. I don't think particularly well. But anyway, um, I don't know what we're going to do with the back line there. I think that's probably the biggest problem with Everton. But again, I mean, it's there's no money up front for deals until the deal goes down. And the deal that you were referring to, Sam, is the investment of MSP Sports Capital. And they've invested money. It hasn't gone through quite yet. Invested money um, into the stadium. Uh, the stadium should be completed middle of next season. So the goal here is really to get safe. Now, Company's House has a transaction listed on the 3rd. So within 10 days, we'll know all the particulars. But probably what is supposed to happen is investment in the stadium happens. They put a couple guys on the board. Um, and Bill Kenwright walks off into the sunset and no longer is chairman at Everton. And hopefully some of the operational issues and especially the football structural issues will be solved. And there might be a little bit money to spend. I mean, they're going to have to bring in a right-sided attacker. Um, they may bring in a veteran center forward. They did sign, I think today, it hasn't gone official, but it will, mm -hmm. uh, Yusuf Chermidi who's a 19-year-old center forward, who's a fantastic prospect from Sporting Club de Portugal, not Sporting Lisbon. Very careful not to say that. Mm -hmm. um, yep, and I would imagine if they get another veteran center forward, because that's asking a lot for him, probably in the kind of mold of a target striker, maybe a defender. You got to hope that Sean Dyche and um, a healthy Dominic Calvert-Lewin um, hopefully keeps them safe. And uh, hopefully Everton fans are not stressed all year about it and i think that's the idea just make sure you're safe from relegation leading into next year take advantage in the new stadium hopefully msp makes a big difference i think they will it's not hard to run a club better than the individuals that have been running it so far so then why does ken wright stay because you know that's going to fucking happen because that's what we do we're everton god he i hope I, I, he's I done want, man i want to believe it i want to believe it i, I want to believe I it with I everything know. i'm like doing and the reference is that why would he have stayed? There was a bunch of board changes a couple months ago. Why would he have stayed? Farhad Mashiri mentioned that he wanted him to stay to help conduct transfer business negotiations, which we've done none of. Wanted so, to do another. Um, wanted to do another uh, a run of fucking cats in Liverpool is what he wanted to do. Produce another show before he headed out. Um, now there yeah. is last question for you, um, and then we'll let you do all your plugs. The there is a strike against us. We have been found guilty of an FFP violation. Is there any rumor on when we should hear about that? Because you would hope we know before the season. And and if there's going to be a points deduction or anything of that nature, we're going to be the precedent that gets set for there City. Fucking then City better not be a points deduction. And then, and then you'll see City not get a points deduction for their 114 inversion to our one. But I'm not bitter. Not bitter at all. But where do we stand with that, Ryan? Well, I mean, first of all, I mean, City were just fabricating companies and raising revenue. Unfortunately, they got scot-free out of the European ban. 
because of simply a statute of limitations, which is just absolutely ridiculous. But no, I, I don't. I don't think we'll get a points deduction. I think that the benefit of it is the club was working directly with the Premier League. Um, every year, clubs are required to submit interim financial statements, pro formas that show the financial fair play implications of it. So I think it would be pretty dramatic if the Premier League, which said they were good with everything at the moment, suddenly reversed course and, and gave Everton a terrible punishment. And look, let's be honest, Everton has not spent anything over the last four or five years. I know everyone loves to make fun of big spending Everton, but I mean, Everton's like way bottom third in gross and net spend over the last five years. I mean, Everton really didn't spend outside of 17, 18. Now they spent a ton that year. No question. The year of uh, the Everton's 10. Issue, the year of the 10. Yeah, I mean, Everton's issues are structural, obviously. I mean, you know, you flip-flop managers. You don't have footballing identity. You don't have a true director of football that really runs everything. And I think we're hopeful that MSP will come in and, and fix that. But I don't see anything, Sam, that's got, I mean, the point deduction, that would be pretty dramatic. And mm-hmm. I mean, look, it'd be one thing if Everton was still buying up everyone right and left. Uh, they certainly have not done that. Excellent. Uh, Ryan, please promote away. Tell everybody where they can uh, find you. Sure. Um, I'm one member of the um, American Toffee podcast. You can find us on all sorts of different podcast platform of choice. It's up to you. I also wanted to plug the North American Toffees too. It's a group that's been newly formalized in a different way. There's a membership out now with all sorts of cool benefits. Um, We had Tony Sampson, their leader on last week. It was a great episode. It's really interesting. And obviously the DC Toffees are are still meeting at Across the Pond Restaurant uh, in DC. They'll be there for the full match. Every now and then I do try and find myself down there um but that's it man i'm just hoping for a less stressful season than the last two unfortunately we're gonna have a stressful season yeah yeah i know <laughs> i feel <laughs> like you are as well thank you so much ryan yeah. appreciate it and good job sam no uh pot shots or anything i'm proud I, of you i wanted to give him his time properly uh-huh yeah but that's, that's i don't want to take pot shots now i just want to just first let him off such a cut <laughs> <laughs> Wow. All right. I mean, you can't make it any worse for us anyway. I mean, my God. I mean, other than being relegated, where we'd probably cease to, we'd cease to exist probably. Yeah. Hopefully, Ken Ray can jazz hands his way into the sunset. It'll be good. We are at the halfway point now, it looks like. And the good news there is that uh, uh, half these fuckers aren't even here to represent their team. So we'll keep it rolling. It'll be fast. And uh, somebody wake Danny up. I (laughs) forgot to give Jay a heads up. It's no longer the the preseason, Mrs. Houston. No, fucking you know, produce me, Jay, please. Like I, I mean, I only wrote this note when it was right oh, I've here. I've been texting it him. Says uh, Jay cover for Jason. <laughs> oh, I knew that uh, at the very beginning no, I, of I the show. I've been texting with him, and then I was so enthralled with what Ryan was saying. Brad, Brad was well, right. I do produce go. the show way better. Um, um, yeah, but Mark, Mark you're wrong. Says, I'm his favorite. Here, right, see, Mark, you, this is this is where it all goes horribly wrong. Is when we need her to produce, and see, so you need to stop talking because my job right now, I'm covering for you, woman. So you're all, you know, in the clear. We ready to rock and roll, there, sweetheart. Yeah, I'm just going to pretend I gave Jay the warnings. Okay, very good. I just didn't get the messages because he's a Fenway. All right. Well, then, Mr. Graham, please chat about all things Fulhamish. Oh, Oh, no. no. Leave it. I'm leaving him a voicemail. Okay, Okay, go for it. Have a great day. At the tone, please record your message. When you have finished recording, you may hang up or press 1 for more options. So, Jay, who have you lost and added uh, in in your team here? 
And what are your expectations for the season, man? Jay's in line for ice cream. He said, uh, give him five minutes. Okay, well, then we'll jump on to the next team. And uh, yeah, I thought enough. this was more fun. Yeah. Are we still going on the voicemail? Um, no. I still oh, come it. on, I, fill it up. I would like to say, everybody, the irony is not lost on me as Graham wants to make fun of somebody for it going to voicemail when this asshole went on vacation in July and his voicemail is currently still, hi, I'm sorry, I'm away on vacation. <laughs> I do it on purpose. Sam. Take some fucking pride in what you do. I'll just go to Liverpool. Damn. Fucking terrible. Second place salesman of the year so far. Ah, yeah. Good, good for I, you. Listen, I don't have time to be changing voicemails. There's, I'm out there selling booze. Okay? There's only going to be one winner at the end of the year, and it probably won't be you. Let's go ahead and talk about somebody else who hasn't been a winner for a while. Liverpool. Ooh, <laughs> that's a dig. That is tough. Oh, it's me. Uh, hey, Russ. How you doing, buddy? Is Russ asleep? What suddenly Russ's screen Russ? went black. Yeah. <laughs> what, I, make one, I make one pot shot at Russ and suddenly he doesn't like me anymore? Wow. <laughs> I think Russ just bounced. No, Russ he'll be back on. on. everybody. My goodness. <laughs> we were moving right along See, there, there he is. He's coming back now. It's, again, amazing production. We are on fire. This is why we call it the 20 for 20 shit show. And that is why it is called this. <laughs> if Ryan wasn't so interesting, I would have not been paying attention. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm with the wrong Everton. Well, we're just uh, Russ. Maybe there's Russ, you're Russ. Up, buddy. Russ, you are up. Still power outage, just problems. I got gotcha. you. Oh, well, no. those lights on, I can tell. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, uh, what's been going on this summer? Are you drinking first and foremost? No, tonight I'm going light. Unfortunately, you know, Topachio, sparkling mineral water. Okay. So. Lessons. I've got family that just arrived in, so I have to be somewhat coherent as I get them all checked into the house. Did they get they get blown in by the tornado, or did they, was this a planned trip? <laughs> no, this was a planned trip. In, oh, from, good. in from Minneapolis, St. Paul, and up from North Carolina. Awesome. Uh, sounds great. So what's going on with Liverpool this summer? What have you uh, actually done after you tried to sign Kylian Mbappe, which is the funniest thing I've seen for a long time? On loan, on loan, not sign, alone. <laughs> You know, actually, we, um, unfortunately, this year, we've only have two signings. Only West Ham have fewer than us so far. But on the outing, we had our two captains go with Hendo and Milner. Yep. And then we lost our two Brazilians with Fabinho and Firmino. And then our two injured reserve players in Keita and Oxlade-Chamberlain. Yep. So. That is unfortunate. Incoming, but you did, you picked up a fucking World Cup winner. We did, we, you know, and we, you know, got him from pretty cheaply from Brighton. You know, we brought in McAllister and then Solbao, we brought him in, you know, the Hungarian captain of the team. So, you know, some depth at midfield, we're still a little weak there. I'd like to see another signing or two, but um, it'll be interesting. You know, we do have people coming back off of injuries from last year with, you know, Diaz and Jota. So having them come back healthy up front will be great, but we're still pretty, we could still use another signing or two in the midfield. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so what, with that, what are your real expectations uh, for this year, man? What, what do you think you guys are going to do with having not really upgraded your defense, which was obviously a problem last year. Uh, and then, still needing some pieces in midfield. Obviously, you got Mo Salah up front. Um, Diaz should be back from injury and, and fit and firing again. Uh, so forward, you know, wise, I think you're probably okay. But with with these, you know, kind of the question marks over your defense and your uh, uh, and your midfield, what, what are your expectations this year? 
Well, I mean, luckily for us, we play um, Manchester United twice. So there's two wins at a 14-0, you know, goal differential. So that would be a nice thing. But no, our, our season last year got off to a great start winning the Community Shield and then just went downhill after that. So I figure if that happens this year, we should climb into the top four. Realistically, I think third is where I'd see us slotting in at. But um, Europa, I think we're going to go all in on Europa, get in that top four, and then um, just kind of go from there. Hopefully we pick up another signing or two and then hit one up in the January window. Yeah. I mean, maybe you can sign original Ronaldo while you're at, uh, you know, Mbappe's table as well. (laughs) Um, So hopefully that goes well for you. But without, you know, James Milner, who's there to win the uh, who's there to win the fitness test at the beginning of the season? Oh, that was um, uh, that came between um, Salah and Sobasla. So they were the two who came in on that one. Ah, Good. So somebody else got a chance to win it for the first time in 12 seasons. Nice. Someone else, yeah. <laughs> awesome. Uh, is there anything you want to promote there, man? One of the big things to promote is, you know, after seeing, I really wish I could have gone down to the tailgate with everyone. I would have just loved to have seen that experience of all the other fans. I did go to the O's game on Saturday night, and I was sitting right next to a Mets traveling section, um, the Seven Line Army, I think they Stadium, and they were pretty well behaved and it had a very soccer feel to it. They were leading their chance to encourage everyone to get out there and find a local supporter club. You know, if you go on liverpool.com, they have official LFC supporter clubs from Albuquerque down to Narnia. They touch everywhere. So it's a, it's a great thing to find. I'm trying to start up one out here in Frederick. So once I get that going, I'll let you know. Excellent. Very also, good. You'll find some plastics to join that. Yeah. Also, famously, Albuquerque, further south than Narnia. Um, <laughs> just saying. So be up to Narnia. Uh, All right. Yeah. Well, then, uh, Mr. Graham, let's jump back in the table real quick. We Russ, do thank have... you very much, my friend. Thank you, Russ, very much. Appreciate thank it. Thank you, folks. Uh, Cobites are gobshites. And, um, <laughs> and uh, sir, why don't we go ahead and jump? We got Jay on the line with us right now, who famously just decided, I'm done with you, and hung up on us during the tailgate show. The floor is yours mr graham jay uh what's going on buddy uh everything and nothing all at the same time awesome did you check your voicemail ask the first two questions in there uh I, yeah but i couldn't hear shit so <laughs> awesome so uh it, it, it's funny because there was like graham rambling on the voicemail that i just listened to and then i answered the phone and uh it felt like it was a recorded message for liverpool fc I was like, wait, did they call the right guy? <laughs> <laughs> hey, um, so I, are you at a ballpark? I heard you are at Fenway. Is yeah, that right? I'm at Fenway. So yeah. you must be drinking. What do you got going on over there? The tall boy Stella or something? No, they had a, some sort of a hoppy IPA. Zipper. I, don't, I don't remember the name of it, um, but it's like a local beer or whatever. But I finished it, and the line was too long. So I'll get another one before the seventh inning. I promise you that. There you go. Perfect. Uh, so what's going on with Fulham this summer, my friend? What's happening? Oh, uh, comings or goings? What's 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 your deal? Well, uh, you know, we sold our best player to Saudi Arabia twice, and but then we didn't. <laughs> so, yeah, at first it was $30 million and I was like, oh, please no. And then it was $40 million and then we said 52 and then they walked away. So, I, you know, I would have took $52 million for him. 
But at this point, uh, you know, I'm hoping he shows up uh, at uh, Goodison Park and bangs a hat trick. Perfect. And we should take a, a brief moment, right, for all the, the, the problems with Saudi Arabia and, and everything that's going on, the amount of money they're throwing at people and everything else. You should give credit where credit's due, right? Like Donald Trump did sign some animal uh, protections uh, right. back in the day, right? So credit where credit's due. <laughs> Saudi yeah, Arabia yeah. took the moral high ground and turned away Mitrovic. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, yeah. Fucking well done. It, it, <laughs> fucking well it's done. It's funny because uh, <laughs> Tony Khan went on, um, uh, what was it, Levitard a few weeks ago and basically called him out and said, you know, if you have money, you can do whatever you want, including murder, and just rolled with it. No apology, no nothing. So I think some of it is, uh, you know, they're just stirring the pot to try and unravel uh, Team Unity, but, you know. We beat uh, Hoffenheim the other day in a friendly, so we'll take it. Nice. That's not bad. But you have had a couple incomings, Raul Jimenez uh, being the notable one. Do you think yeah. – was this a signing in case Mitrovic went? Because obviously <laughs> since since uh, David Luiz broke his face, uh, yeah. <laughs> he has not been the same player. Seems a bit of an odd one uh, from my perspective. Uh, yeah. I, the, the, what I can say about that is a value signing. Like, uh, the cons since they took over, they're all about deals, right? A lot of times it's the end of the transfer window and three or four, you know, FIFA wonder kids from five years ago get signed. Uh, if you remember when we came up through the playoffs the first time, they spent like a hundred some million signing a bunch of guys that were supposed to be the next best thing and never really panned out. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so they're always looking for deals. And I think Jimenez is five and a half million pounds is just a deal. And they're like, you know what? He's as good as what we got as a backup, but if worse comes to worse, like competition's better than nothing. Yeah, I mean, he has so, done it in the Premier League. I mean, there, there's, you know, the only issue is there isn't really any indication he's going to get back to that level uh, at this point, which is the, yeah. the obviously the concern. That being said, I mean, you've lost a couple of relatively notable names. I mean, Shane Duffy, very experienced defender. Uh, Paolo Gazzaniga, uh, again, what are, you, uh, what are your expectations for this season? Because um, you haven't really replaced any of those players either. Yeah, uh, well, Gazaniga was on loan last year, so he didn't feature for us. Uh, he was more of insurance. Uh, gotcha. Our backup is is Merrick Rodak, uh, although there's been rumors that he's looking for a move. I think he's got two years left on his contract. Um, and, you know, he doesn't want to be second fiddle to Bern Leno. And Leno, uh, you know, rightfully so, is the starting keeper and will be, you know, barring injury or suspension. Um and Duffy really actually the the highlight of Duffy was just uh he came on uh I can't remember who it was last year but he came on late uh as a second striker and they're like let that man do whatever he wants just come on and and bang a, a header in which he of course missed horribly because he's a defender not a not a striker not a number nine um but yeah those those were bench fillers uh we find Calvin Bassey from Ajax um and he chipped in a goal the other day against Hoffenheim and the uh, friendly, uh, as did Jimenez. So that was nice. Um, and uh, the other thing is, uh, Sosin was rumored to go to Tottenham. Then he was rumored to go to France, and nothing's really materialized on that. So a lot of what we were doing this summer is just not losing anybody. Uh, and so pa far, we really Pauline is obviously the big one. Yeah, you, you, if you lose Paulina, you're going down. And he so far yeah. has stayed. So fantastic job yeah. there. Yeah, I mean, that was the thing is um, when West Ham, you know, so, sold Declan Rice, 
that was, oh, we're, we're just going to replace him with Kalina. And they wanted to pay half of what they sold Declan Rice for. And I was like, good luck. Well, they got to save the other half for dildos. Yeah. Uh, is there, yeah, is there exactly. anything, anything you'd like to promote here, uh, my friend? Uh, yeah, there's a whole lot. Um, we <laughs> <laughs> we uh, got, a, uh, got in touch with the Fulham American Supporters Group on Facebook. I mean, not Facebook, sorry, Twitter. And the guy that runs it is going to be handing it over to all of the, like, uh, Fulham, D.C., Fulham in the South, and uh, Fulham and Philly. Uh, Pretty sweet. Myself. Yeah, so we're going to take that over. Um, he just so happened to run a, like, um, uh, what do you call it, like shirts and stuff. Like, he made the kits for the uh, Charlotte FC. Oh, cool. Um, oh, very cool. MLS team. Yeah. So they're, we're trying to form a partnership with the team because, as you probably don't know, but uh, outside of the big six, getting uh, your team's gear is really tough in the States whether it's just the availability of it as well as you know $25 for international shipping of any item yeah uh, that's and it may pretty or much what it is in six months yeah so they're trying to partner with the team to have like like a distribution slash manufacturing in the states for all the american fans they were literally the team was blown away with the support and reception that they got from the summer series that honestly we weren't even supposed to be in but uh thanks to leads pulling a lead uh, we were able to sneak our way in, and uh, they've you know, been be mentioned for- more than if they were on the show. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking leads today, Jesus Christ! <laughs> oh yeah, it's leads. You, anytime you can throw a bar in, you have to. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so yeah. So that's like partnering with the team. Um, we've also grown enough of the supporters um, here stateside that we're looking to do some charitable stuff. Um, with some other uh, DC DC Kicks is the name of the group. I don't have obviously notes in front of me, um, but yeah. So um, that's the plan is to try and get some like autograph memorabilia and stuff like that to auction off uh, to benefit for charity. And awesome. uh, a lot of it's just like in the in the beginning phases of all this. But like I said, the team is kind of blown away with the support they got, and so they're like, "Hey, anything we could do to help, like we're in." Um, so that's, yes, I mean that's the plan. Is just uh, whether it be Fulham in the South, uh, where we watch, they, we stream all the games and watch on Google Meet, um, or in Fulham DC, uh, Dane who runs that, they uh, they go watch games at uh, across the pond. They're air, uh, every game. I don't know about cup games, but uh, I know all the EPL games. All the league, do. yeah, yeah. All right, well, awesome, yeah. dude. Uh, yeah, and when when you do have notes in front of you, you know, uh, of course, you had to jump in last minute there. You're actually at the ballpark right now, which yeah. we understand. Good and, looking and, out. Thank you. And thank you so much for. Uh, make sure you yeah. share, uh, share the charity stuff to the DUFC page, uh, please, um, and make sure everybody knows about the charitable uh, work that you guys are doing and that Fulham is doing. Um, also, if uh, Shahid Khan um, it was gracious enough to visit the tailgate, actually, and say hello to everybody, if he could pass along the coupons that he's, as you say, he likes a deal, whatever coupon he's using for that mustache wax, I'd love uh, to get in touch with uh, that company and uh, see if we can get well, an old sponsorship here. <laughs> uh, are you sure he didn't leave it behind at the tailgate? <laughs> yeah, that could be the Not case. We, we had, like, a beard oil or something. I don't know what it was. Oh, my There be. was beard oil and something else left over Absolutely. mine is definitely yeah. at home so it wasn't me yeah, yeah right. so me, our, me neither 
All right, bro. Hey, listen, I really appreciate your time. Uh, get back to the baseball. Go do your thing. And uh, we'll speak soon, all right? Yeah, sounds good. We'll see you uh, over the international break, if not sooner. Yes, sir. Excellent. Thank Perfect. you. Perfect. All right. Take it easy. All right. Uh, all righty. Mr. Graham, I was able. What a guy. Yeah, what a guy. I was able to find a salute and supporter. What and now it is time uh, hello, Luton supporter. Would you mind uh, unmasking yourself there and unmuting yourself, please? He fell asleep. He must have. Okay, well, there's there's an unmuting. How about a camera? I'd like to see your face, uh, Luton supporter Mike. There he is. Hi, hi, oh, Luton supporter. Would sake. you mind uh, introducing yourself, please, uh, Luton supporter? Mike. My name is Mike Rogers, and I am a Luton Town supporter. Yeah, you are. Absolutely, you are. So, first off, mate. What kind of taint tickling bullshit is this? I can't believe you twats are still talking bollocks every week on a topic you know nothing about. <laughs> sticking to American football and not to try to invade the uh, we're gonna. Hey, you know what's up English next is the Pac-12 podcast. So yeah, Mike Mike Rogers oh, clearly has geez. not forgotten his disdain for the DU football show. Um, so, Jesus uh, Christ! So, oh, sorry, Russ. So, so Mike, Mike, why, why are you, uh, why are you now a, a Luton Town supporter all of a sudden? What happened? Well, I mean, it's it's a I mean, it's it's a short story. Uh, I mean, I just want to say, you know this podcast i listen every week i don't see how y'all do it because it's garbage absolute garbage. i could do a better podcast by myself except for the fact that my house arrest monitor kind of causes interference on my recording equipment uh, hold, hold on hold on you've been arrested what were you arrested for uh, you know, they they nicked me for stealing a copy of space jam <laughs> <laughs> but no, uh, some, some, some of y'all may know i used to be in a, a liverpool supporter but gave them up please <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they hadn't, like someone said a minute ago, they hadn't won anything in a while, and come on, you know. And plus, I realized their supporters are a bunch of insufferable, delusional wankers supporting a team of diving twats whose manager acted like a petulant two-year-old every time he did his way and had a, mouth, had a mouthful of veneers that make the Cheshire cat jealous. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm done with the hell He must hate the matters, so... Did that you do? I mean, think about it, boys. Is anything more exciting than a penalty shootout win? I would say no. And of course, it was a penalty shootout win in Istanbul years ago that when 10 seconds afterwards, I decided I was a Liverpool supporter. So about 10 seconds after uh, Luton Town's exciting penalty win and promotion, uh, I decided I was a Luton Town supporter. So did, it, it all makes sense. Well. It and all I, makes I sense. You, I'm, I am not the delusional um, Liverpool supporter I used to be, but I do expect big things from my boys this season. I see a top five finish easy. <laughs> European football next year and Luton Town will become a Premier League mainstay for the next seven, eight, nine decades. Yeah, clearly, so, obviously. Down. I'm here to tell you boys, we're here, bitches, and we're never fucking leaving. <laughs> Matt Rogers out. <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh -oh. Producer Mel, allow me to say the following. 
That is brilliant fucking producing. That was a that was a deep one, a deep cut. That was just absolutely there was a lot fantastic. Of deep cuts there. There's a lot of deep cuts in that the one. The wig is obviously a dig at me. <laughs> <laughs> the just absolute brazen nature is a dig at Rob. Uh huh. The, it's absurd. It's fucking absurd. Stole the copy of Space Jam. And let me tell you something. <laughs> when you fucking text me three days ago. Uh huh. I didn't realize that you had 72 hours of writing, collaborative writing together <laughs> to figure out the fuck he was going to say. The best is going out on the David Gecko Leeds line. <laughs> <laughs> Again, Leeds getting a play more than they would if they were here. Oh, I, can't, I fucking, can't fucking believe this. Fucking brilliant. Absolutely absurd. Mark Turner, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> Exa exactly. exactly. This you is might need to put some backstory. Maybe you're, no, just let it go. No, you just let it be. No, just let it marinate for a little bit. We'll it's tell them in the international break or something. Nothing. It's in the universe. But the point just... is, my point is this is why we can't get off the fucking ground. After five <laughs> fucking years, it's because of stupid taint tickling like this. And it's absolutely ridiculous that I have to sit here and devote my time to a fledgling project, a five-year fledgling project, because you'd rather that scratch you your friends back. Of. You'd rather scratch your friends back. You are loving every fucking moment of this. And by the way, uh, I have that tattoo because, and I was going to mention this at the end of Simon's bit at, uh, at Arsenal, but uh, we did donate money to the Craig Willinger Fund, which is uh -huh. an excellent charity. Yep. And I fell short of my goal, but we still raised $600. Pound, uh, $600 yes, we did. Uh, Very rather good. for the Craig Willinger Fund. And I ended up getting tattooed uh, for the show because of it. So yes, you did. that is not beyond us. If you pay me a little bit on the side, I'll promote your charity too. I mean, it's not D back on your asshole and like also, I requested. Yeah. But and also He's maybe fail at that. Definitely Instead. renting space on his body for future endeavors. Yeah, very good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right, well, that let's go ahead and sure. talk about the 800-pound gorilla in the room. Uh, Manchester City. I always find it interesting, Sam, that here we are talking about fucking City every season. The, quote, team that everybody's bandwagon and jumping on on. How do we but have nobody no ever seems to want to come on our show and Seriously, talk about them. How do we never have any City fans? <clears throat> ever. Mm. Because they're too busy not paying attention to the game. We had our old, my old neighbor that one time. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, very good, Ray. Now, he'll get his moment in a second. Uh, Mr. Graham, they really haven't made very many signings. And they've no. lost quite a few people. Um, is it they're going to start using some of the youth? Is that the plan? Like, no, is, of course not. They are know? also going to lose, potentially, uh, one of their mainstays over the last few seasons in America Laporte. Yeah. Because uh, he has been very disheartened, apparently, by the signing of Josco uh, Gavardiol. Um, and he's not guaranteed to be in the team uh, anymore, apparently. And he may want to move on uh, mm -hmm. in the next, you know, seven to ten days. Um, that's going to be very interesting, to be honest with you. Uh, Kyle Walker, you know, all preseason has seemed up to snuff, but he is getting older. And as we saw with Aubameyang, um, at Arsenal and then again at Chelsea and then a little bit at Barcelona, even though the game's a bit slower in Spain. Those players whose game is mainly based on pace, mm -hmm. at some point, something just snaps, something happens, and they lose that half step and they are much less effective. Right. Um, that, you know, contrast is different, obviously, for different people with different footballing IQs and the way the team plays and all that kind of stuff. But the way City play, uh, I think they're going to need 
um, Kyle Walker's pace, and I'm I'm just waiting for it to fall off the cliff. May not be this season, maybe right. next season, may, you know, whatever. But at some point, he's not going to be as fast as he is, and won't have the recovery speed. And if they don't have that, they could be in a bit of trouble. Mm-hmm. To be honest, agreed. Um, uh, you know, especially when they're playing, you know, the likes of, you know, Hoyland uh, Hoyal and whatever <laughs> Manchester United wants to paint him as. Right. Um, you know, weird bald manager, weird bald, uh, uh, not bald, blonde, uh, rather, uh, big Norwegian forward. However, you know, it is. Uh, you know, if he can't recover fast enough, it, it's it's going to cause them issues. Yeah. I wonder about depth with them. That That's a team that's always relied on being able to have a ton of depth. But all that being said, it's still Pep. They still have Erlen Holland. Mm-hmm. They still have an incredibly talented team. It just It's hard not to think that they're not going to be right in the mix of it up at the top. Absolutely they are. I mean, they're, they're automatic <laughs> title contenders. Um, you know, Bernardo Silva still seems to be there. I think that was a bit solidified now because of Riyad Mahrez joining uh, Al-Halal. Um, uh, I think it was them. Yes. I don't remember. Yeah. Uh, anyway, the f- very familiar looking front line, by the way, mm-hmm. uh, essentially recreated Liverpool if you ordered it off wish.com. Yeah, pretty much. Because uh, you've got Firmino uh, leading the line there, and then St. Maximon on the left, and on the right, you have Riyad Mahrez, which uh-huh. obviously is Mane and Salah yep. uh, uh, <clears throat> potentially. Anyway, um, enough about those idiots. Yeah, move on uh, to the other idiots in Manchester. Yeah, uh, and it's Al Hali. Sorry, uh, I switched the H and the A there. Um, they are uh, they're they're always going to be contenders because they have the money, they have the system, they have Pep, um, they can afford anybody. Uh, they don't. They they seem to take the opposite approach of Chelsea, and instead of loaning everybody out to meet financial fair play and that kind of stuff. They seem to just take players that aren't necessarily ready and have them train with the first team anyway. Mm-hmm. Because what is a season on loan at Swindon going to do for you? Right. Really? In the way that we play here. Yeah. Right. right. Um, just train with the first team. And when you're ready, I think I'll put you in because you're training week in, week out against some of the best players in the world, period. And that seems to to do them well. I mean, we saw uh, 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 Palmer score that peach of a goal against Arsenal in the Community Shield over the right. weekend. Now, ultimately, they they lost the game to us. Thank you very much. Uh, which gives us a little momentum going into the season. But um, just like Phil Foden, didn't go out on loan, just trained with the first team, got a couple cup games, and he was just all of a sudden ready to be a fucking world beater. Uh, and Carlton Palmer seems to be doing the same sort of thing. So we'll see what happens with City this season. They, they you know, there's been a little bit of unrest in the camp. Um, but I think Arsenal, uh, honestly, is really willing to push them all the way. You've got, you know, the back line of Manchester United has been relatively sorted out. We'll find out in a moment uh, from Ray. But um, it, it's going to be, I think, a very, very fun uh, title race this season, to be Excellent. honest. Well, then let's go ahead and get into Manchester United, Mr. Graham. All right. Uh, Ray, what's going on, buddy? What's up, buddy? You uh, you drinking tonight? You want to do anything there? Uh... Yeah, I had a Sam Adams porch rocker earlier, but now I've been sipping on them. Um, I just recently knew, so I don't have my copper mug, but I've been drinking some um, Moscow Mules. There you go. I can't yeah. see it. Can you turn the lights on? Oh, shut up. <laughs> uh, so how's the summer been going for you? Obviously, you picked up Onana, which is a massive uh, massive upgrade on De Gea at this point in his career. I'm not disrespecting well, him. Don't worry. At the like he did last, his last game against uh, 
uh, RP lens or whatever. <laughs> uh, yeah, definitely did yeah. get scored on from yeah, the midway it, line. As long as we do that all season, we'll be fine. So who else have you brought in? What else is going on? Uh, well, <clears throat> we brought in Mason now from Chelsea, you know, to kind of, you know, solidify our midfield. Um, and then we also brought in the other blonde, uh, Holland, pronounced Koi Loon, who knows, untested, <laughs> unproven, young center forward for what 68 million and 76 add-ons if he performs yeah i have i have 72 million listed here uh on uh, sky sports so yeah you know it changes but i don't know what he's going to do i mean coming from atalanta you know he, he did well for denmark in his first few games scored six goals but He's unproven. I don't know how he's going to handle the big Premier League, but we'll see. We'll, we'll know this. We'll know this uh, Monday against the Wolves, and we'll see how he performs. And of course, we got Arsenal right around Labor Day weekend, so he's going to be put to the test pretty quickly. Yep. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, so, so w- with with those comings and goings, obviously you lost a couple of players as well. Alanga over the last few seasons has been, um, you know, kind of a super sub in in, in certain instances. Uh, just brought something a little different to the game. Not that he always necessarily delivered, but uh, a, a big locker room guy that everybody, you know, talked about despite only making, what, four appearances in the last six years. Phil Jones, Phil Jones is, yeah. is gone, uh, as well as Alex, De Gea. Alex I mean, the, you know, the, the kind of monkey uh, uh, um, uh, elephant in the room, rather, is De Gea leaving, who's been the stalwart. Uh, for Manchester United for the last well, 11 seasons. Uh, excellent yeah. shot stopper. Always been a little timid off his line, um, you know, with with balls in the air and that kind of stuff. Uh, not great with his feet. Um, and that was really just kind of found out in the last two, three seasons. Uh, but thanks, Mark. I appreciate that. Yeah, I definitely fucking blended two of them together. Cheers. <laughs> um the uh, but him leaving is a, that's a massive turnover for the club, especially when Jordan Pickford uh, was the you know link from essentially September of last year, uh, and then to all of a sudden shifting and, and pivoting to uh, to Onana, who I mean Harry Maguire's got to move on right with as much shit's yeah. going on now he's got a keeper that's going to scream at him every three seconds. How you know? What's what do you expect from the season now? I, it, it seems like you lost a lot of leaders and and didn't really pick anybody else up. And I don't think that Bruno Fernandes is a leader. By the way, just saying. Well, yeah, I can agree with Bruno Bruno Fernandes not being a leader, but he's better than Harry Maguire being the captain of the team. That's for sure. That's fair. Um, At least he plays. <laughs> yes, um, but you know the you know. I thought we played pretty well in our preseason. I know we lost a few matches, but we beat your Arsenal twice up in New Jersey, so that was great. Um, twice on one day, yeah. How, okay. Oh, the PKs. Um, and then we went on to beat I'm, Barcelona, who's it, like a proper football club. It's like the dad on Friday going, "How you motherfucking lose your job on your day off?" It's like, <laughs> "How you motherfucking lose." Twice in one game. I mean, if ever Arsenal was going to Arsenal something, that's fucking it right there. Uh, typical bottlenecks. <laughs> but, um, okay. All right. You know, I had to throw my jabs in for you, Sam, because you always talk shit about my team. That's okay. Um, At least we don't include team, the community um, sealed in the trouble. 
I, I'm really excited for the season this year. I think, you know, with, you know, the Ten Hag being in place for a whole season, finishing top four, which is still a shocker to me, even to finish third. But we're back in the Champions League. I think that's going to bode well for our squad. I think, you know, bringing in some young lads, trying to get younger, even though I think we overpaid for some of them as always. But I think it's going to hopefully rejuvenate the team. And, you know, I, I don't see us making a strong push for the title, but I think we should definitely finish top four again. I don't know what Ross was talking about, Liverpool finishing the top four. He's clearly drinking, even though he said he wasn't. Um, but <laughs> I, I, could see us, I could see us, you know, depending on how the first couple games of the season go. You know, if we, if we can beat Arsenal in Arsenal, you know, we win the first four or five games of the season, uh, you know, maybe we can talk about title. But I think that's – I think we're a little out of reach for the title, to be perfectly honest, because you got Newcastle looking really good. You got And there's a lot of teams that can compete this year, which makes the Premier League so great. But I'm just – you know, I definitely think top four. If we don't finish top four, it's a failure. But we'll, we'll we'll come on to Newcastle in a minute. I think they're going to hurt a lot by the uh, the old um, added time uh, going into the season there because they love to waste the old time the last couple of years. Well, you know, United loved all that extra time. That's where we score all our goals. Well, so Ferguson hasn't been in charge in a decade. Get over it. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, so, is there anything you want to promote, my friend? Yeah. Anything you want to promote, uh, buddy? Yeah, I'll promote um, Red Devils DC is the uh, Manchester United football supporters group down in DC. We're at Salas Outpost. I know we have a Charm City uh, squad as well down at Ted Connors, and um, but I usually go down to DC because my fiance lives in DC. We had a really really good um, support group, uh, big tailgate at that Jersey in New Jersey at the uh, match this this past you know July. Um, we had, I don't know, 230 supporters from D.C. show up for that match. So it was a great tailgate. Um, so if you're ever in D.C., if you ever want to see a Manchester United game and how exciting it'd be to stop by, or you can go Red Devils D.C. on the Facebook group. Awesome. Well, cheers, man. Really appreciate you coming out. Thank you. Oh, I appreciate it. It's six years running. Wouldn't have it any other way. Cheers, man. Oh, thank you, Ray. Cheers. All, All right. right. Well, now it's it's taken a little while to get here, but it is time to talk to my fellow brother of the drip, the flyest motherfucker on the planet, one third of the middle class holes, a quality quality podcast that you can find just about anywhere. He'll plug himself. Don't worry about it. And and <laughs> fucking hell, bought and sold by Saudi blood money. My boy, <laughs> Alan, Newcastle supporter. How you doing, like, Alan? You almost forgot. You almost forgot the most important part. I was going to say you got to talk about the Saudi blood money. That's <laughs> what so, so we're here for. Oh my goodness! So I for you last season, right? Two seasons prior, you get the investment. Here we go. This this next season, it's like okay, well, we want to be like you know Europe and you know get to a cup final, and that's what we kind of. You didn't think it was going to be get to a cup final against Manchester United and then make the Champions League in the first year of the project that was supposed to be slowly moving forward. Boom, you're fucking here. Yeah, whoops. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't think I don't, I don't think we meant to do that. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, shit. What can you say? I can't. I, I can't I, we talked at the meetup. Uh, I mean, that's fuck. It's exciting as shit, right? Yeah. Um, especially as long as I've been following and saddened by all of the fun Mike Ashley era stuff. So it's been a whirlwind, a whirlwind 24 months, I guess we would say. Um, mm-hmm. But fuck, we'll take it. We'll figure it out as we go, I guess. Oh, by the way, uh, uh, Alan, you enjoying a beverage tonight? I got to assume you are. Uh, I am actually not. I got to oh. get up early. Oh, I got, boo. I have a water, have a water uh. in this. But, oh, yeah, man. Well, we're going <laughs> to. We're we're gonna have to fix that because you know uh, once Graham has the kid, we're gonna have to get you down here to studio to uh, help fill in and you know do the job correctly. I can do that. It's been a while. I gotta I gotta make a new tutorial for Sam to study over. You know, get you make tutorial, sure he's real, he says. Re- really getting the essence of what a a, a real podcast functions like. Yeah, no, we'll, we'll is that what it it's, is? It's only a matter of time before Graham figures Listen, that shit out. Let me out. fucking tell you something. We had seven people <laughs> watching us earlier. <laughs> <laughs> I think I know what I'm doing. Alan, you got to unleash the hair. Look, you've gotten a lot better. Yeah, it's a little, it's a little you calmer. Gotta unleash uh, the hair. I, I have it. I just don't want to look like you that. just don't have it. I get it. It's that I, X I factor. It. I just it's know, that X factor. Look like a fucking respectable person. All right. So, uh, um, it will see, I'd rather um, look like a shameless extra. Well, well, you see, Alan, when those of us in sales that need to present ourselves properly. Uh, look like we do, and then you have the ones that go to like right. liquor stores in Carroll County look like go. Graham do. There you go, you know? see, right here. You gotta play to your clientele, man. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is the respectability circle. It's it's an it's important okay. it's important that right Graham there. looks a little methy while he's up there in Carroll <laughs> yeah. County. Yeah. <laughs> you know, look, I don't I don't think the hair tie will fly with some hospital administrators. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <That's> all, <laughs> all right, so uh, Alan, major comings and goings with the uh, club here in the uh, summer. Um, is that not, better? Honestly, not to, not to go. What? Go ahead, Graham. Go. What you got? <laughs> is that better? That's all I'm asking. There you go. Yeah, that's good. Is that so good? My like, old banana clip it looks like a the, 13 year old like girl. <laughs> I need one of those things like a time of shirt like this. On top of your head. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so not not too much going on. Um, uh, big coming and goings, obviously. Tonali, Sandra Tonali, um, bringing him over from Italy. That's the big one. Um, Her- Harvey Barnes, kind of a straight swap, sending St. Max over to Saudi Arabia. Mm-hmm. I think personally, uh, an improvement, a massive improvement. Um, he's already scoring. He's already scored more goals than St. Max did in the last two years. Well, and so. also Barnes does this thing, which is called staying healthy and play matches, which St. Max yeah. just frankly never did. Yeah, um, just end product is really already we could see it. Um, so that's huge. And then uh, Tino Livermento actually today was announced uh, from Southampton uh, right back. So be interesting to see how that fits in. I think the plan will be because he said we sent Harrison Ashby out on loan. Um, so I think the plan will be him and Trips probably making some some swaps. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think they both can play on the left or right. So. We'll just kind of see how it fits in uh, because the the burn experiment's done. Um, so, you know, that that's the big thing. And then out, going out, obviously, St. Max, not huge there. Uh, Chris Wood, I guess, triggered whatever Nottingham Forest decided to fucking pay for him. That was a good idea. Uh, and then Carl Darlow, I think we sent to somebody for like a pittance. Yeah. Uh, we had way too many goalkeepers uh, and he was just the one on the chopping block. So not too much and, going on. And Pope doesn't get hurt. Yeah, man, Pope does not get hurt. Uh, Dubravka's not a bad backup. Dubravka's Dubravka's good enough to start in this league. Yeah. And and that's your backup. That's not a bad thing. 
Yeah, not complaining uh, with that with that outing. So yeah, I, I think we're good. I'm a little. I'm I'm nervous. Um, we we are probably not quite where we should be yet, in my opinion. But it is what it is. We'll figure it out. Uh, we trust in Eddie. That was last year. Was clearly down to coaching that's a lot of a team that was in the championship that was a lot of a team that was struggling against relegation the year before um with some parts and pieces i think tonali was the big thing he wanted um to beef up the midfield obviously we needed to give somebody in there to give bruno a little bit of a break um i think they could both play the six and the eight uh he played with a little double pivot in philly um so we'll see how that goes um but yeah it'll be interesting Excellent. Um, what is the overall expectation for you? Is it just try to win some kind of cup somewhere, have some good success, get a trophy? If it's Champions League or it's Europa, either or is good. Is that kind of the thought process? That's, I think, what any pragmatic fan will tell you. Mm -hmm. um, that's what I would say. I would say, like, let's just try to finish top five six if i stretch it but obviously we've gotten to a place where we've set ourselves a standard that top four is what we want so we're going to try and go get it um i think if we if, if we get to a cup final again or at least make a good run if we maybe can pull ourselves out of a group in champions league that's respectable enough for me um and then see where we go in the league uh but like i said if we could finish in europe like you like you mentioned i think that's a success uh and we just keep on building i don't want to go crazy i think we're doing it the right way so we just keep on plugging away. Excellent. And topic of plugs, do plug away. Tell us anything plugging and everything you want away. us to know. Yeah. So uh, if you're looking for the Tune Army Baltimore, we are uh, the Mobtown Magpies on all your social media. Um, you can type in either of those things and you'll find us on Twitter. You'll find us on Facebook. I don't have an Instagram yet because I don't got time. Uh, and then <laughs> we also have uh, my personal podcast, as, uh, as Houston mentioned earlier. Uh, we are called the Middle Class Holes. You can find us on all your favorite social media platforms. We're at MDL Class Holes on Instagram and Twitter. We're the Middle Class Holes on Facebook and TikTok and YouTube. And of course, Google Podcasts. Apple Podcasts and Spotify, the middle class holes. Check us out. If you then like we're supposed what, to guest on the fucking show here soon. Yeah, eventually we're gonna get that figured out. Yeah, we're out. talking about it for yeah, we'll, about we'll, eighteen we'll months. Get it done one of these days. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If if you like what we do, you will certainly like what the middle class holes do. It's the same <laughs> lowbrow, unintelligent humor that that we are. Yeah. <laughs> you know, especially we especially that bloke with the hat. Who's he? Really selling the show. Just kidding. Oh, just oh, kidding. Yeah, that's, I'm just that's kidding. A, he's real salt of the earth kind of guy. <laughs> we are plain to our audience, producer Mel. When you say, "Ooh, you're really selling the show." Yeah, we actually are. We're selling exactly to our audience. <laughs> Appreciate that, guys. Well, fellow brother of the drip. Yes, sir. Thank Good you, boys. You. Always a pleasure. Thank you for your time, brother. Hey, thanks for yeah. coming, man. Nice to meet you. <laughs> Love ya. <laughs> All right, Mr. Graham, you are up next. Yes, I am. And I have the pleasure of Mel's uh, almost new husband, Mark from Nottingham Forest. How's it going, <laughs> my friend? <laughs> What up, guys? Yeah, first things first, Mal, you're my glitter in the air. Oh, how are you doing tonight, Mark? I knew it was coming. Good. I'm good. Where are you? Where to... are you calling in from now, Mark? I'm in Colorado Springs. Oh. I'm not. I'm Donalds. I'm actually in my home. Oh, that's not far. Okay, you just leave, woman. It's different. It's just one airport away. It'll make my life easier. Just it'll be. It'll be fine. Right, right. So I'm wearing my my lioness's shirt because of our amazing women in the quarterfinals of the Women's World Cup. Yes. Come on! But I do have my signed Ryan Yates, Nottingham Forest shirt here as well. There you go, so, awesome. 
Perfect. Uh, look at that. So anyway, a little bit of housekeeping. Um, Sam Graham with his sleeveless shirt and his tattoos and his manicured facial hair and his beautiful wavy mop. Come on. I mean, and then, and then I see you bring up the vape. I'm like, you're not like a Ken doll, dude. You're like artisanal Ken. <laughs> Arti- artisanal Ken. Oh. All right, Christian, you know your assignment. Uh, all right. Well, uh, I just, I do have to cut in there I'm and just bespoke say. bespoke Ken. B- by, by, the, by the way, the guy who actually got their beard trimmed and manicured today would be me. No, I- <laughs> My wife, I was at the salon today getting a trim. A salon. <laughs> my wife cut my hair in uh-huh. the kitchen, and yeah. I trimmed my beard, uh-huh. and then I shaved before I got here because I wanted to look good for the first show this season. Yeah, you just uh, you, you were in your Carroll County methness. <laughs> hey, Graham. Uh, it's just because it got very dry in here, and I'm fri- I'm all frizzy now. Hey, Graham. <laughs> this is the fourth show of the season. Oh, you sorry. did three getting to know yous. That's still preseason, man. <laughs> no, I'm drinking. You can't see that, but I'm drinking uh, 291. Actually distilled here in Colorado Springs. It is a bourbon whiskey. It's uh, a double gold winner of the World Spirits Competition. So it's a good drink. I like um, drinking. That's awesome. I also love briefly. I also love that. Fabulous. The guest is now driving the bus. Well, you know, it's <laughs> fucking brilliant. Mark's a fucking professional. He knows what he's doing, and he already won over the charm of the producer. He gets him with that uh, British charm, and she's like, well, let him fucking do whatever he wants. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that fucking riveting interview from the McDonald's parking lot. I remember it vividly. I remember I remember it vividly. So what's going on this summer? Obviously, not as okay. many incomings as last year. Uh <laughs> <laughs> I don't I think that's possible. So I'm pretty sure. Did you guys the chance at Palace last year? So our last game of the season, our away game at Palace, mm-hmm. Forest fans got this amazing chart, which is uh, 30 fans, we don't give a fuck. No, 30 signings don't give a fuck. It was fantastic. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this season, it's, it's almost zero signings. So we do have a couple to talk about, but first thing I want to point out is that Forest, sadly, have no natural rivals in the EPL this year. There's no Derby. There's now no Leicester. And, of course, our most deadly rival, Southampton. There's no more tree rivalry. <laughs> yeah, the Arbor. The exactly. fucking Arbor rivalry. rivalry. Gone. <laughs> it's gone. It expelled, expelled. But we do have Sheffield United, who geographically are very close and who we detest. Oh, excellent. Perfect. Just Google Nottingham Forest, Sheffield United, and the whole history will be laid out there before you. Uh, this last season, Forest came in at 16th. Um, rather confusing me. I think Everton, there were some folks at Everton who didn't get the memo, didn't realize that the Everton Cup was 7th, not 17th. Hey, oh, I know. I'm very aware of that. <laughs> we're calling so this we the dark above, times. Love <laughs> Everton this year, which um, was very, very exciting for us. Um, and in terms of goals for this coming season, uh, and I'm being serious now. I feel like there are a good half dozen teams that are worse than Forest out the gate. I think the three promoted teams are all going to struggle significantly this year. And it could be one of those seasons where all three that come up go back down. I think Bournemouth are going to struggle. I don't know what they're doing in terms of the managerial changes. Sorry, Sam, but mm-hmm. Everton are on the ropes. Oh, there. I know we're there. I know we're there. Yeah. And Wolves are a, a dumpster fire in a train wreck in a car crash. It's just... Uh, that club is spiraling like crazy. Um, Fulham and Palace, I think, also on the fringes as well. So 
I'm going to go big here and say Forest came in 16th last year. We are going to rock it up the league this year and secure our spot at 15th. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, well, here's the thing you got to say with Forest is that, yeah, there were a ton of signings, but there was a commitment to the manager. There was a commitment to the way they were going to play. Yeah, they fair. finally found their guys. They got rid of the the players that weren't going to be a part of this system well, moving but th forward. Then the owners fucked them again in January, mind you. Yeah. And they went on another slide. And then uh, Steve Koppel brought it back together again. Yeah, yeah. So I, I feel like I feel like they've got a, uh, a good unified crew that knows what they're doing under a manager. And they know, like, you... It's hard to say this for a team that's newly promoted, but they feel very comfortably safe, in my opinion. They just feel like a, a 11th to 13th place team. They just feel like that's how they feel to me, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, the preseason has been underwhelming. Forrest have played seven matches. They've only won two of them. One of them was against newly promoted from non-league Notts County. They won another match as well. Then they drew one and they've lost uh, four and in that time, over that span of seven games, I've only scored three goals, which is a concern. But then when you look at Forrest's front line, you've got Morgan Gibbs-White, who's been phenomenal this past year. You've got Brennan Johnson, who's just coming back from injury. Um, you've got um, uh, Akinway, who's, who's also injured right now and is touch and go for making the opening game against Arsenal. Uh, and then in terms of new signings, um, We've had Aranga come in from Manchester United, who I think has a lot of upside. Uh, what he showed for Man United this last year, he looked impressive. Um, I'm kind of surprised that Man United were prepared to sell him. And you think that probably would suggest that they have bigger plans and maybe a Harry Kane type signing, and that hasn't happened yet. But we're certainly happy to have Aranga in the mix up front as well. Um, of course, we brought in Matt Turner from Arsenal. Thank you very, very much for that, Sam Graham. You're absolutely right. You know, He's a good goalkeeper, but looks like he may end up being number two because the word on the street is that Forrest are not done with Dean Henderson. So if we can get him in from Manchester United, he'll be our number one with a very strong Matt Turner then as a backup in number two. I was going to say, be, be ready no because be ready to actually shoot up the league because the last uh, Premier League rival that we've sold a goalkeeper to now finds himself in Europe. So. Uh, just oh, be, yeah. be ready right. be ready for that uh, and you're welcome in advance oh, yeah. other teams know how to deal with your players pretty well <laughs> we, he won the a cup other... in my team uh, uh, thank you very much a trophy yeah, the only other signing yeah. of note was uh, Aina from uh, Torino who's a Nigerian international uh, right back we actually got him for free He's has, he has Premier League experience as well so um, that was a good pickup, and he actually showed well in the friendlies. In terms of outgoings, as you guys well know, Sammy Sturridge, the SS, went off to Nashville. Very sad to see the back of him, but I think he'll rip up MLS, maybe not to Messi levels, but he won't struggle to score goals out here uh, in the States. Of course, Lingard has gone, and with him, TikTok. Uh, and Lodi, <laughs> the Brazilian international as well, signed for Atletico Madrid. The only other outgoings of any note, Navas, of course, was on loan from PSG, has returned to his parent club. And then Briano Ojeda and uh, Ricky Larea, again, also returning to MLS, uh, RSL and Vancouver, respectively. So not too much in terms of ingoing, outgoings. As you mentioned earlier, Sam Forrest established their base this last year. And then by sticking with Steve Cooper, we're able to finesse that roster and get to a point where... They had their group, they had their rhythm, and they were able to finish the season strong. Thank you so much, Arsenal. Appreciate those three points at the end of the season. You're welcome. Um, yeah, so looking forward to this year. Yeah, so 
I mean, obviously we covered it in that uh, in that a bit. You do fifteenth? You, you think is really a realistic or or you know thirteenth, twelfth, eleventh? Do you think you have the means to to really step up into that sort of territory? Maybe if somebody's faltering like a Brentford with without Ivan Tony, maybe t- taking their spot, you know, eighth, ninth kind of range, or is that beyond you? You think? Yeah. So a couple of things concern me. One is. Um, not depth, but quality at centre-back. We have centre-backs coming out of the yin-yang. We don't really have centre-backs of quality. Felipe is injured right now, and he was undoubtedly our best centre-back this last year. So, And he's not getting any younger. You know, He's just getting on for his mid-30s. And so yeah. we need to bolster that area of the field. That concerns me, particularly with the start we have. You know, We face Arsenal, we face Manchester United. Um, we have another of the big guns as well in the first four or five games. So it's a tough start. And as I mentioned, you know, goals seem to be tough to come by right now. But I'm also keeping my powder dry on that because we had two of our three starting forwards out injured right now. Yeah, as well. So uh, could Forrest make a push for 11th, 12th, 13th? Yeah, absolutely. Would I be perfectly happy if they strolled in at 15th? I would be delirious. I gotcha. Absolutely. Uh, Is there anything you want to promote, my friend? Uh, Plug away. Yeah, I actually have a couple of cool things. Well, I have one necessary thing and one really cool thing. (laughs) The necessary thing is, hey, I'm on Twitter. Follow me if you want. I'm under Turner Talk Footy. There you go. Okay, here's the cool thing. So Nottingham Forest, a North American supporters group, which on Twitter is NFFCNA, uh, are having a meetup. We have an annual meetup. Of course, we got stymied for COVID for a couple of years, but our annual meetup is backed. We're actually meeting in Chicago on September the 29th through October the 1st. All the information can be found on Twitter, NFFCNA. Uh, Three days of debauchery, of watching Premier League football, and God only knows what else. Uh, If you're a Forest fan, you've got to be there. If you're just a curious individual who likes to go out and get lashed up with other like-minded football fans, you're welcome. Um, Mark, there's something very important you need to know there. Very, very important. Do not, I mean, do not put ketchup on a fucking hot dog there. You will get hurt. You will get hurt fucking proper. <laughs> Just, that is something you need to know. <laughs> are we talking about Chicago? Yes, we are. We are talking about Chicago. <laughs> it's illegal there, dude. Don't do it. <laughs> and, and the cops will kick you on your, on your way out. Yeah, Simon's a lawyer. He knows. <laughs> I'm we're talking literal, no ketchup on a hot dog. You're not talking euphemistically there about yeah. hot dog. No, 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 no ketchup on a hot dog. Like, literally, don't do it. It's bad news. Uh, if you get a chance uh, for a cuisine, definitely make sure you have a Chicago dog. It's got everything in the kitchen sink on it, except for ketchup, because fuck ketchup. But it is, uh, It's my purse, I'm a man of the hot dog, as most of you know. Um, I was going to say my normal, I'm the man oh, of a weenie. I'm the man of the uh, weenie. Hot dogs are responsible for two out of three stents. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Two out of three stents of the old Widowmaker. Definitely. Hot dogs and hot dogs. Um, Funnily, not a euphemism either. <laughs> yeah. Turn off my mic. I want to say congratulations, guys, on Thank uh, you. I'm making it to the 300. Seriously. I mean, from, from my heart, I want to say I have no fucking clue how you did that. Me <laughs> <So, laughs> neither. Um, Nicole does uh, have a question. Uh, Villanista Nicole Thompson is watching us on YouTube. And she would like to know, Mark, will Dean Henderson be there? He said potentially, yes. He did late, I guess. Nicole did. (laughs) 
I think she just wants to make sure she heard that correctly. Mm. <laughs> the issue with Dino is he's not recovered from his injury. And so that is definitely, that's definitely put a fly in the ointment. Uh, initially, Forrest were gung-ho for purchasing him, and then it became a loan conversation with a commitment to purchase. I still think that's going to happen, and I think it's going to happen within this transfer window. Henderson has made no like, bones about the fact he wants to be back at the city ground. So I, I hope so. Like I think Matt Turner's a great goalkeeper, and I'm so excited that for the first time in like 40 over, over 40 years of supporting this team, I actually get to have a Forest shirt with my own name on the back of it. Yeah. That's <laughs> Brilliant. But, we can bring Hendo in. You know, he'd be our number one, and um, I know that we're, we're still hoping that's going to happen. A follow-up question: Does he need massages? <laughs> Nicole, Me or Hendo? Hendo. Nicole uh, well, really Nicole's has a thing really for into Hendo, but if, if it's you on the table, my Hendo, uh, <laughs> I mean, if you and if you and Hendo want to get massages and Cole and I fly out, like it's we can you know villainies to meet up. It just. It just Jesus fucking Christ. You can call that a Chicago handshake. <laughs> All righty. Moving, moving on because Danny is such a fucking trooper. We've got t- two more teams to talk about him before him. And good news. Three, actually. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, no, two. Oh, yeah, three. With That's right. Uh, all three of them, nobody's fucking here. Yeah, so, so uh, these will be quick. Graham, why don't you go ahead on about um, uh, Sheffield United? Uh, they played in the championship last season. <laughs> yeah, that was the comprehensive breakdown that we got from Nick on our <laughs> Getting to Know You show. So tell us about uh, how it was in championship. So we played in the championship last season. <laughs> yeah. You don't uh, fucking say. Obviously, they, they lost their uh, emotional kind of leader and Billy Sharp uh, to Bradford. Um, but they've brought in Austin Trusty from Arsenal, uh, uh, Benny Traore from Hacken, uh, Yasser Larucci uh, on loan from Troyes uh, in France, um, Annie Ben Sliman uh, from Bronby, and he only mentioned this guy purely because of his name, so watch out for him. Heard. Whatever the fuck that means. Okay. Brilliant. That's what he, that's what he typed to you, right? You know? Yep. Uh, so yeah, Sheffield United. I think they're going to struggle. To be honest with you, yep, um, I don't see a lot of like super quality being brought in. Um, I think they're in a better state mentally than they were when they left the Premier League last time. Mm-hmm. Obviously, they uh, they seem to give up, and we got kind of bored of them. To be honest, uh, Aaron Ramsdale seemed to be the only person trying at that point in time, yeah. um, and it almost caught the Ben Ben Foster curse really, where he would be the the goalkeeper that gave up the most goals in the league but he also had the most saves because nobody else in the field gave a shit right precisely (laughs) so um they're they're in a weird spot again uh they did do very well in the championship and they may um get some points early on just as a bit of a surprise package uh but i don't think that'll last and i think they'll plummet down the league pretty quickly after the first four or five weeks uh, yeah. to be to be completely honest uh, agree all right so moving on to uh tottenham if you didn't notice there weren't a bunch of cut-ins of um random darling I, what's for dinners uh so because mark it. isn't on i have been sending him messages uh-huh on facebook and he's been reading them and not replying He's he's there's some so Jay's not the only person with a son pent up okay. uh, with a leg issue. Mm. Uh, Mark's son uh, fell down the stairs and tore every ligament in his knee. Oh, so God. they've been in the hospital for about four days. He they just got released yesterday. He's got a lot going on. At so home. he's home. He's home. He's got a lot going on. But the <laughs> the uh, 
Mike Smith, as yeah. he's known on Facebook. The Smith men don't have um, a lot of luck with their legs. <laughs> oh, let's, let's say that's a dark joke. That's uh, terrible. Uh, Tottenham, it all comes down to do they keep Kane? Do yeah. they keep Kane? What What is that going to mean for them? Uh, it's um, does Richarlison get a run? Maybe now, I, I did text Mark about that, and mm-hmm. he says sell him, get the fucking money while we can, so we can reinvest it if yeah. Levy will actually loosen the purse yeah. strings. Uh, it's um, and that seems to be the couple of Tottenham fans I know. That seems to be the sentiment. Fucking sell him. Yeah, agreed. Get the money because uh, he's going to leave for free next summer. Yeah, easy. Exactly. Uh, Liverpool, okay. that could be Mbappe from Wish. Um, I, I honestly could see uh, Tottenham pulling at Chelsea and being on the bottom half of the table. It, it's there's, I don't think it there's a lot of depth. Great I don't them. think there, there's some really great standout players on that team, but there's just I don't know where it's all where it's going to happen and how it's all going to come together when you have an ownership group that just constantly puts the handcuffs on. Um, they did, on their team. They did bring in James Madison, which will yeah. provide them some creativity and some, you know, kind of yeah. dynamism. Um, <clears throat> which they can, sorely missed in the middle of the pitch. He can play the 10 role. Obviously, it's his best position. He can mm. play out wide. He can play as a false nine if necessary. And Postacoglu is a good coach. So we'll see what they do. But I, I just, the rest of the side, they haven't really brought in anybody of note that's going to help them, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I really just don't see it uh, defensively. They're a mess. They're a mess defensively. They yeah. they don't. It's just it's, that's not going to be great. And you can't win every game four three. It doesn't work that way. No. Uh, perfect. And now moving on, we have one of my personal favorite uh, portions of the program because um, it's not going to be optimistic, Smokey. It's going to be the world is coming to a fucking end, Smokey, which is my personal favorite. Um, he has communicated with uh, producer Mel mm-hmm. and has sent oh, his sent God. his manifesto because yes. <clears throat> typically he does not do well with internet in uh, lovely Arizona. But no. producer Mel, please read the manifesto of West Ham United uh, this season. He says, uh, first of all, tell Graham that the sun got to me. <laughs> and so here is short and stupid from Smokey. Heading into the Bournemouth match this Saturday, West Ham has done so much after winning their first trophy in 40 years. We've lost two coaches. Neither have been replaced. We've lost Lazinski, Makasui, Vasek, Samaka, and the big one that we've known about, Rice. Now, what's been done to fill these holes? Nothing! Nothing! Excuse me. They've signed Sean Moore from Cliftonville on an undisclosed fee. Who the fuck is that guy? That's going to solve everything. Nothing. (laughs) No one wants to come and no one wants to stay. Expectations for the season? I don't have many. I don't know where this club is headed or what it wants to do. Dodo land. I I honestly think they, especially because they're going to have to, they're going to be playing Europe as well. I'm not sold that this team i think they're right in the thick of the relegation battle 100 percent, they are. and Moyes can only do so much with so little and that team is destitute you know like it's like you look at everton you go at least they signed three fucking people yep like you're just looking at what west ham's done and you're like they've done nothing they've lost a bunch like as we're about to come on to wolves it's like it's a good starting lineup but what happens if somebody gets hurt in, Fuck. In, in two, like what happens in, if anyone gets hurt? In two players, 
They've made a hundred and twenty uh sorry, hundred and thirty two point five million and signed someone from Cliftonville. Yeah. Mel, if you would do me a quick favor and do a cursory Google search for Cliftonville Football Club, uh and, and just tell me what league they reside in because I don't fucking know. I've never heard of them. I've never heard of them know. either. I mean, it may as well be AFC Richmond for as mm-hmm. far as I fucking know. They could have signed Danny fucking Rojas at, at this stage. It, it, so- it sounds made up. The NIFL Premiership and uh, the June Northern 29th, Ireland Football League. They just kicked the ass of St. Patrick's Athletic. One nothing. <laughs> fucking quality, that. <laughs> you know what? West Ham winning the league. Sure. <laughs> Should have signed one of the fucking Dairy Girls Jesus for fuck's sake. fucking Christ. Hey, <laughs> God. Nate. Boys and girls. Terrible. It has taken us two oh hours, gosh. but we have gotten to the end. And uh, the chats are obsessed with Danny because they said he has been enduring jokes for hours. Oh, yeah. And just sitting there smiling through all of it. Yeah, Danny, you have, en- you have endured a lot. Uh, but also, Danny has come proper with the shit talking in the uh in the, like i'm not able to read off all the zoom stuff but honestly you guys for real y'all were fucking magnificent tonight in the zoom chat but, the chat was on fire tonight it was um, absolutely brilliant danny uh, was right at the crux of that danny uh just for you real quick i made a very special bottling of malort it says uh wolves blend on it for you as per the conversation good, good. from uh from twitter today amongst all of us I, I don't say this jokingly. I say, I say this in all honesty, and I guarantee you, you're going to feel probably Mark. <laughs> repeat it, feel the same. If it wasn't for Everton being a shit show, all eyes would be on the fact that Wolves have done nothing but sell. And then today, as we are talking, they've pissed off a world-class coach so much he just said, eh, no. Nah. What's t- what's today, by the way, Sam? Uh, today is Tuesday. Today's Tuesday. <laughs> Tuesday. When does the league start, Sam? Uh, Friday. Oh, brilliant. Fr- yeah. Friday. This is this is Real Madrid all over again. Well, they play on Monday. They oh, no, play Spain, on Monday. Rather, they, that's okay. They, we they play got the on weekend. Monday. They it's play the on Monday. Yeah, we got an extra two days. Plenty You're fine. Of time. Don't worry about it. Uh, <laughs> you know, Danny. It seemed like you know it, the season last year started horribly. You get Lopetegui in. There's an investment in the club from from ownership. You find a way to stay up, but it seemed like. It's going in the right direction. We're unloading some older players. We're refilling with younger players. We're going to be okay. And then this summer, it was just like, ah, you know what? Young players, let's sell them too. Fuck it. Let's get rid of everybody. (laughs) (laughs) Why, yes, Sam, uh, I am drinking tonight. Uh, The the drink of choice tonight is uh, the finest soju from South Korea, Chum Chum. Uh, which I've been having all night. In addition, because I thought that you might bring up the Malort issue, I have this lovely liqueur, which is like Malort. Uh, it's from Leatherby in Chicago. Mm-hmm. It's called Besk, and it's a Malort-inspired liqueur that is uh, is uh, 50 proof um, and pretty disgusting. They describe it as violently bitter. Uh, so I'm going <laughs> to go ahead bitter. with that. Fabulous. Yeah. I had one in uh, St. Charles that they made one at a brewery. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's that good, huh, Danny? <laughs> let, me, let me tell you something. Yeah, it's great. If someone um, from Chicago describes awesome. something as violent, that's bad. <laughs> if you're not yeah. from here and you're <laughs> you're trying to figure out what the U.S. is like, Chirac is real. <laughs> okay? <And Yeah>. if- <laughs> Fucking hell. 
That's um, not a good yes, endorsement. I see the comments in the chat that I am uh, wearing a tie. I figured this would also be uh, an interview for being the new manager of Wolves. <laughs> so I showed up uh, to put my best foot forward. <laughs> Danny, you've got a whole, there's a, the chat for the live stream and you've got like fans, Minnesota Todd, free Danny, Tim Clappick, <laughs> so proud of you, Danny, Nicole Thompson, Danny is king, uh, Facebook user, sorry, Graham, Danny's hair is glorious and beats the full pawn. Nothing, yeah. listen, nothing beats full pound. Uh, and then that right Keith now. Kern, wow, you guys are still going. Yes, yes, we are. <laughs> yeah, we we absolutely out, are. Shout out to Todd. We're supposed to open a brewery together. Unfortunately, lives in another state. Um, shout out to Tim. We watch Wolves together sometimes down in Canton. Uh, but anyway, to answer your question, Sam, uh, no one knows what the fuck is going on. <laughs> <laughs> I love. This show is so bright. I love doing this 20 supporters show. We've been two and a half hours of going at this for him to say, I don't fucking know. <laughs> no fucking idea. Good luck. Good luck. Um, it's yeah. just fantastic. So, Danny, there was, there was obviously, we, I, I said it was the big purging of players. And some of them, it made sense. It was time to move on. Certainly some players you didn't want to see go, but it, it was time, right? And then you just start seeing like, I mean, Nathan Collins isn't the best defender in the world, but he's fucking young. And I don't know, he adds depth because right now you currently have two center backs. God forbid one gets hurt, kind of in trouble. Well, but he was decent <laughs> right? as well. I mean, when he played a couple times last season, he was decent, Nathan Collins. He wasn't and terrible. sold him. It's just, it, it's making and, no and sense. And karate kicked Jack Grealish, which is always worth something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely it is. <clears throat> so kind of talk about what's um, going on with the, with, with the transfers right now, Danny. Right. So on the on the positive side, I will say that people keep seeing the the shedding of players as this huge negative. Uh, but we should say that the the team had gotten pretty bloated after January. Obviously, alarm bells were ringing. Pumped a bunch of money in, way too much money maybe, and bought six players without sending any out. And if we're being honest, the team was already a little bloated before then, uh, with players who were struggling like Raul Jimenez uh, who I love dearly but also scored zero goals last year yeah um, so the number of players that have left not super alarming to me uh, however um, you bring up Nathan Collins good example <laughs> uh, where it seems like that was very much one where it was just like well we have we have other center backs, not just two. We've got another couple that can play there. That's fine. And we're looking at bringing in someone cheaper, and he's not Lopetegui's man. So we'll make a very small profit sending him to Brentford. Fine. Not A lot of people weren't thrilled because he's young, and I think he can improve a lot. He will be sold for more later. But, but it seemed fine because Lopetegui just wasn't interested in him, whatever. Well, now Lopetegui is gone, <laughs> and maybe whoever comes in after him might appreciate having Nathan Collins. I don't know. I'm not a football manager, <laughs> but maybe <laughs> if Wolves are looking for someone, I could be. <laughs> Hence the time. Um, That's it. it is, there's not been a lot of signings, so what, what do you think you need, and do you think there's going to be anything done before the transfer window's done? Yes, let's run through our signings. So we have brought in for free Matt Doherty, who used to play for us and also used to play for Tottenham and was released there for free, mostly because they fucked up on some paperwork, which I don't 
quite understand. Nice. Uh, we bought him previously from a team in Ireland for £75,000, which is probably the best return on investment you've ever gotten. He's actually looked really good in preseason, surprisingly, and people are actually kind of excited about him. He might be our best finisher at the club, so that's great. <laughs> um, isn't he, and a, isn't he a, a right back? Yes. The best finisher at the club is a right back. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know how many goals we scored last season? Yeah, to 12 or something. For <laughs> <laughs> uh, fuck's sake. Uh, we've also brought in for free a third choice goalkeeper who is named Tom King. He is a Guinness World Records holder for the longest goal ever scored. He took a goal kick and placed it inside of the six yard box and it ended up going in which equates to whatever 96.01 yards or something. So so he'll be second in the know, team maybe in he'll scoring. Score a goal. That'd be good. <laughs> Allison eat your heart out. <laughs> um uh, but actually in terms of the squad overall, I will say that if you had asked me all if we had recorded on Saturday, this would be dated instantly when Lopetegui <laughs> left because we all felt extremely positive because we had just played Wren in a friendly. They'd smacked Forest 5-0, and we felt like that was going to be a tough test. We won 3-1, and the players that we were looking to come back are looking sharp. Our attacking is much more flowing, which it has not been in three years. So players like Fabio Silva coming back from loan, Sasha Kalajic, who came back from a horrible freak injury from his first game with Wolves last season. Yeah, exactly. Players are being integrated, and it all looks great. And I would have said we're probably going to finish 10th. That'd be great. But now no one fucking knows. Apparently the favorite to replace Lobotegi is Gary O'Neill, formerly of Bournemouth, formerly of, I don't know. I think he was a player before that. I have no idea what, what his background <laughs> is. He doesn't have a Wikipedia page. He's not one of the most famous Gary's on Wikipedia. <laughs> all the, all the, uh, o all the most famous O'Neill's. He doesn't appear on that list. So, uh, I don't know anything about him. Uh, oh, what, then with all that being said, what do you think, what, what is your expectation for the team? Is it just figure out a way to fucking stay up and reset next year or find yeah. some pieces over January? I mean, hey, their plan is the Everton yeah. plan. I mean, because I put I put you right Don't with us as in legit trouble. I think, you know, for, for anybody who's getting into the Premier League this year, which maybe they're listening to this podcast, you know, this is going to be a real dice roll. This isn't like a team that's been newly promoted and it's like, well, they signed a bunch of players. Who knows if they can all gel? I would say that like the core of the team, which includes the starting 11 and actually a better bench than we started with last year is quite good. It's like arguably top half quality. And we probably needed two to three more signings to solidify that. And a coach who could put it all together. But now we don't have that coach. And so it could go a million different ways. Uh, I think that we could surprise a lot of people. People will say that we were a complete disaster going into the season and we end up being fine, or we could be what everybody thinks we will be, which is a complete disaster throughout the entire season and get relegated. And again, nobody fucking knows right now. So yeah. there, there's, there's two things at play here, obviously. Mm -hmm. um, the, that core of the team is, is quite good, to be honest. However, the best player on that field for the last two seasons, Ruben Neves took the Saudi money. Yeah. Um, 
And I'll give him credit. He was honest about it. My grandchildren's grandchildren won't have to work again. Fine. I get that. I understand that. The, it, it, you know, you come from a place where you're playing fucking football in the street with no shoes on and somebody offers you essentially 700 million quid. What are you going to do? Yeah. I get that. Yeah. I understand that. I got a fucking price. Right. Okay. I'll be the next yeah. Skip Bayless for the right paycheck. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. My, my, yeah. Point is, is, you know, it's a little different when you look at somebody like Jordan Henderson, who has been a champion for the LGBTQ plus community that took the Saudi money. Now, fair dues to him. He hasn't had the chance yet. If he donates 75% of his paycheck to fucking, you know, further those causes. Stonewall UK. Fine. Go for it. You know, right. whatever. Take their money and donate to the things they hate. Okay. I can kind of at least understand that a little bit. But. <laughs> But I, I'm not even fucking reading that, mate. All right, because <laughs> <laughs> I imagine it said something like my price is a good barber or something. <laughs> I, <laughs> but, but th that was the best player for Wolves for the last few years. Um, now, the one thing you do have going for you, you, you have something very niche in common with Spain, and that is. They did make it to the quarterfinals of the World Cup three days after Lobotegi left them. So maybe there is a League Cup final in your future. There could be some sort maybe. of run that you go on because teams that Lopetegui leaves in the, out of the blue do well, apparently. All right. So that's right. Danny, um, please plug away everything. Uh, since I'm sure Paul's like on a good like jog or whatever, go ahead and plug his show. And um, no, but please tell us everything Wolves. And uh, I've got one thing to add once you're done with that about you personally that I want to make sure everybody knows. So please go ahead and shoot away. Great. I sat through this entire podcast, so I'm going to plug virtually everything. Fuck yeah. That go is. for it. <laughs> uh if you're into wolves or interested in getting into the weird dice roll this season that might be wolves, you should check out Wolves USA on Facebook. Obviously, you should check out the very good podcast that I am a frequent contributor to, the Whole Lot of Wolves podcast. You mentioned Paula Page, also Joshua Buckley. They do an amazing job. They also are organizing uh, a supporter get together later in the season, probably in the spring, called Text Fest. They're both in Houston. Uh, and fr addition, friends of the show as well. We've been uh, on yeah. we've been on their show previewing yeah. our clubs. Uh, they're they're absolutely. an excellent show. That's right. Uh, yeah, lo love them guys. They're they're awesome stuff. Uh, moving on, we have Faux Sundays, which is uh, in New York City. They uh, occasionally watch a game outside of the Fosun headquarters. They are corporate overlords at Wolves. And uh, if you show up for the Brighton game on August nineteenth, you'll be able to watch outside. At 28 Liberty Plaza, you also might be part of a violent protest, depending <laughs> on what happens with those first couple games. Uh, I also want to plug a favorite of mine, the Wolves Women Pod. Uh, they are great fans who do a really good rundown of the women's team. It's a third tier women's team, and it's tough to be just a supporters, uh, a supporter run, totally volunteer run pod for lower level women's club in in the UK. Um, and of course, check out me at Baltimore Wolves on uh, Twitter and Facebook. Also, we sometimes make it down to Clada in Canton, which is a great spot. Or if it's a midweek game, sometimes it melds in Hamden, which is also an amazing spot. Excellent. Thank you. Well, that is what I wanted to mention is 
please, everybody do yourself a favor, go follow the Baltimore Wolves because about two or three times this season when they actually win a game, Danny get drunk. And Danny <laughs> takes you out all day long and shows you pictures of all the shit he'd been drinking. And Danny goes strong. <laughs> it is a fantastic we got, follow. We have, to get, hey. we have to get Danny down for the whiskey show. Hey, Danny. Oh, absolutely. Any interest in a, in a friendly uh, Villa Wolves watch time? Always. Anytime. Uh, Reach come, out to me. I'll come watch. Excellent. I'll go into the enemy's territory. Ah, that'd be Lannisters fabulous. Lannisters versus the Starks again. <laughs> perfect. Perfect. Well, Danny, thank you. Of course, this is after... Ned had his head chopped off because they have no manager right now. <laughs> yeah, we're at the end of season one. So, and everyone's like, yeah. what the fuck? So this is when Littlefinger's in charge yeah. or whatever. Uh -huh. uh, Littlefoot. What is it? Uh, Littlefinger. Uh, yeah, Lannisters are looking Sorry, Littlefoot really... was land before time. Yes. Also, surprisingly, speaks to Wolves' history. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, Danny, thank you again very, very much. Um, that is going to wrap it up. We fucking we we did it again. It's, it's we did it year. again. Can I give fucking huge three props hour to fucking Simon show? being first and hanging out the entire fucking time? Simon and Danny bookending the thing, yeah. and they're the only two fuckers. Yeah. Oh wait, no, Mark's here. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so um, Mr. Graham, that is going to wrap it up. Any parting words? Um, I'm too tired for it, honestly. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, uh, we still got two more fucking shows to record. We still have two shows we're to record because we're goddamn. And 40 minutes into this. I think we've gone more than long enough. Uh, this has been the typical uh, DU 20 for joy, 20 though. shit show. It's, been a it's, joy. it's exactly what we want it to be. And this is kind of what we're looking for everybody is to just to let's preview this season, but let's preview it right with, with the supporters of the clubs that they love and have fun with it. And everybody busting balls in the whole nine. It is what I fucking live for absolutely live for yes you're right that uh that malort stuff danny does taste like earwax um now if it was malort it would then have a mild throw up bile bile in your throat yeah. after you so it's like earwax threw up as, as i always describe it next up we've got a couple of things first we're going to have uh injury time where we chat about our the beers we've been drinking uh we're going to check in on our fantasy leagues that are getting ready to get started yes and uh our one adopted club and we preview the weekend's action. Sam, how does one find injury time? That's easy. It's patreon.com forward slash D football show. Sign up to that one $5 tier and you get all of our extra content. That sound check, our actual sound check, where we catch up on just personal shit from the weekend while Mel tests our levels. And then injury time, which is our preview of the weekend's action uh, and look forward to the beers. And our, as you say, our adopted clubs, uh, Accrington, Stanley. Uh, oh, no, they're no. not in there anymore. Ibs. It's just Ibs now. Ibs. It's just Ibs, it's because, just Ibs. Because, Sam, I was trying to provide you a segue for the next thing that's coming out. And uh, we're also starting a new show uh, because we realize we run way too long doing this one and we run way too long doing injury time. We decided we are now gonna cover the rest of the leagues uh, for the EFL. And we're gonna do an EFL recap every single week where we talk about 
about Championship League One and League Two, which is a lot of our, quote, adopted clubs. And also there's a lot of former Premier League clubs that are worth making sure we mention. Just a quick recap to talk about that and uh, kind of keep uh, listeners that are might not no longer be in the Prem still interested in uh, wanting to hear what we yeah, have to say. Especially when they might be Patreon supporters. Yeah. And we care about that $5 exactly. a month. Exactly. And if you'd like to support the show besides uh, our uh, lovely patreon you can also go to our drip shack where we have mm-hmm. all the fly gear yep. lots of fun stuff pint glasses shirts all kinds of logoed stuff and that is a great way to support the show new shirt so. alert uh in a world full of arseholes be more fulamish yep and uh everybody thank you very much for the marathon and all the work that you all put in today this has been a phenomenal show and uh hey graham Next week, the prem starts. Goddamn right it does. Oh my God, 298 episodes. So excited. So till next week, everybody. Good night. Born in the land of Bowie, Maryland. Bred to be a fan of fucking Everton. Punch you in the eye and drink your rye. Sam Houston. Sam Houston? Arsenal fans have another Sam. Right, AA, the fucking gooner grab. Stuff of a lord. Look straight in shorts. Sam Graham, Sam Graham. Fucking new button!